0: (laughs) Hi, this is Oscar Rios, and welcome to Legends of Tabletop.
1: Hey, it's good to see you. Of course, It is good to see you. Chat a little bit beforehand, but like with everything going on in the world, how are you and yours making out? You guys staying safe? How's things in New Um,
0: York? Well, it it sure has turned around for this country because now (laughs) what was the plague zone of New York is now plague-free America, one of the, I think, three states. Um, I don't want to say I told you so, rest of America, but... Yeah, so...
1: It's ours now. It's Arizona.
0: (laughs) Not happy that you guys are going through what we went through because, oh boy, you know, we went through it. And I'm expecting to go through it again because, again, we're one of three states who seem to be okay at the moment, but that can't possibly last through uh, flu season. But um, me and mine are all fine. Uh, we are not been sick. We've been diligently self you know, quarantining, going out as little as possible. Um, just being frustrated at everyone, you know, block parties with bars selling booze out of the window, and there was a party boat with like 700 people drinking the other day, and they arrested a whole bunch of people. It's just insane. Um,
1: what did but, they call that—the uh, the hillbilly bash or some, something like that? It was out in—I think it was out in Illinois, wasn't it? Oh party? no, there was
0: a cruise ship on Long Island Sound doing that <laughs> crap. I mean, that, I'm talking about New York. Um, <laughs> and, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, it's over." For, no, it's not over for us. It, you know, it's just going to take two or three stupid people to put us right back where we were, and uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we've got more than two or three stupid people. So, yeah, that's um, for sure. I'm definitely going to get another haircut in the next couple of weeks, and maybe stock up on some toilet paper before September.
1: Well, yeah, and you know what's weird, right? So, like, everybody started complaining about haircuts and stuff. Obviously, you know, I'm a, I shaved my head, so like, it it never like it never dawned on me. Like, I haven't had a like a haircut in fuck, I don't know, fifteen years. Like, I just shaved my head, you know, once or twice a week. So, like, haircut? What do you? Oh right, that's like once a month, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, once a month, month every six weeks. Um, and I'm 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 blessed with thick hair like a silverback gorilla at this point. <laughs> it is so hot in the summer. Um, it's like a helmet. Um, so yeah, uh, during the summer months, if I could look like a you know, if I could look like Julius Caesar, I will do it. Mm-hmm. Um for three months. And uh I got it pretty short, but I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm due again. So I'm definitely yeah. gonna jump on that before anything bad happens around here.
1: Well that's a thing too, right? Like, you know, you said joking around saying grab toilet paper and stuff, but like so because of the way people are and what we've already experienced. And I used to do food storage and all that kind of stuff, and I don't really have the space here in Arizona for it because you can't use a garage, can't use the attic, there's no basements. But I, I've started, you know, buying a little bit extra every, every time I go. I'm like, well, I don't need, you know, I've got two bottles of juice, but you know what, I'm going to get two more. You know, I don't need more rice, but, you know, it's like a half a bag. I'm going to pick up five more pounds. Yeah. That way, you know, when things inevitably get shut down again or people are scrambling, like you said, when flu season starts and all that stuff, that you know you're kind of already prepared for it like now on the east coast you guys like that's the thing right because you get snowstorms you could be locked in the house for the you know long weekend while they're trying i'm I'm on
0: new york is on hurricane lane if, if if a big enough hurricane hits it will roll all the way up to maine yeah um so yeah we we deal with hurricanes we deal with snowstorm not so much thanks to global warming but um you know power outages when everybody's running their ac Mm -hmm. you know we were part of the great northeast corridor blockout in the you know (laughs) and that wasn't fun but yeah so you know we're we're you know we're not in tornado alley thank goodness i mean those people i don't know how they you know i'd like no i'm done but
1: it's a different lifestyle (laughs) that
0: that is horrifying but i'm sure that they see pictures of our blizzards and hurricanes and they're thinking, how can anybody live on the coast? But you know, there you go. Um, But no, it's, I think that we're going to be an entire, anybody who lives through this, the rest of our lives, we're going to always be picking up that extra can of beans or that extra can of pasta. It's like people in the great depression, 30 years later, they were still not throwing away lard just in yeah. case you know yeah. I mean how many people they, they tell jokes about their great grandparents and oh they were in the great depression and you know they still think spam is good and they you know <laughs> you know it, our, our great grandchildren are going to be like oh my dad you know my parents lived through the pandemic and you know they're still hoarding toilet paper they've got like 12 rolls of toilet paper in their house and yeah. that's that's going to be us we're, we're I mean we're a nation of people suffering from PTSD at this point
1: well, and, and that's the thing, right? So, like like I said, when I was on the East Coast, I, I did food storage, all that kind of stuff, water, extra water, and a lot. You know, a ton of, like, I have four years worth of food, but, like, yeah, you know, you've got a couple of months worth of food and stuff in case something happens. And, and it's different out here in Arizona because there's not really any sort of natural, what, like, I guess, maybe super volcano or something. Like, you know, we don't get snow. We don't get Floods necessarily, so there's nothing to really in people's minds to be like, oh, I should have extra, but like just sort of transferring from there to here, like that's sort of been my mindset. And I, you know, just got out of the habit. I'm like, oh, you know what, definitely, like have to get back into this because, like, how do you not have a week's worth of food in your house? Like, and it's it's a bachelor joke, right? Like, oh, you've got an onion and a half a thing of ketchup and a, you know, six pack of beer. Like, I don't know how people do that because that that's like you, you know, what if I lose my job tomorrow? What if, you know, like, you, you need to have some sort of right foresight right. and preparation. And like this just really mm-hmm. brings that or should really bring that to the fore for people if they can. Now, fortunately I'm still working. So like, I can do that. You know, had I lost my job, well, I'm going to find extra food, right? Cause I'm, trying to pay my mortgage or whatever, but right. um, Right. Yeah. It's a weird, it's, it's a weird time to be in.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, it's, it's, we'll get through it. You know, the, you know, the, it's not our first pandemic, you know, the world's been through this many, many times. Mm -hmm. You know, there are people who, you know, there are some really old people that this is their second global pandemic, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not going to last forever. We will get through it, but none of us are going to be at the same. Uh, I guarantee that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Especially for people in really hard-hit areas, people that have, you know, unfortunately lost jobs and things like that. Like, being an introvert, it hasn't changed things for me very much. Like, I play my games online already anyway. You know, I'm still going to work. You know, we don't go gallivanting as much. Like, we spend a a weekend up in Tucson going to all the stores. It's, like, ticking around, buying new board games or whatever. So, like, we don't do that now. Like, now my world is, like, a 10-by-10-mile glare where, like, to work and come back and go to the store and come home.
0: Like, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I honestly don't think I've been 20 miles from my house in six months.
1: It's weird, right? Like, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, fuck, I haven't been past, you know, by me, Sarita Road. You know, it's a couple of miles away. I'm like, I haven't been, like, the farthest I've traveled is to work. <laughs> like, that's it. it. It's really weird when you sit and think about it.
0: Right, right. Uh, but it's not just that. I mean, it's, you know, it hasn't hit most of you yet. But when it gets bad, I mean, it's starting to hit other people, other states, unfortunately. But when it gets really bad, and the hospitals are overwhelmed, and the morgues are overwhelmed, and the funeral homes are overwhelmed, and they're storing bodies in coolers, you know, that's when it's going to get bad. And I think that it's only a matter of time before almost every state gets to that point, unfortunately. yeah, and, it, yeah. and it has. I mean, I've heard other states are hit or at that point where they're getting the refrigerated trucks at the morgues because they just yeah. can't keep up. Um, and I'm like, I'm terrified for those places with the lower population density that thought they were going to be fine because I'm thinking, you guys realize you don't have a fifth of the number of hospitals we do.
1: right? right. I'm not
0: sure, there may be one third of you, but you have one sixth the number of healthcare professionals and medical, you know, and medical facilities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they you know, that's that that horrible prediction is is coming true, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so like there's a huge difference between where I'm at in Pima County and up where Phoenix is in Maricopa County. Like we have, I don't know what the current numbers are. I want to say that maybe like. Eighteen thousand cases down here, but it's like fifty up there, you know, just from population density. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, there's there's not as many hospitals. I mean, there is in Tucson. Like Tucson's, you know, built up. I mean, well, oh,
0: yeah, it's a it's a major city. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but by me, we have one. I mean, there's one hospital, and you know, close to my house. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. Well, hopefully, you won't have to visit it. For any reason whatsoever.
1: Hopefully not. I actually went to the doctor because I had developed a cough. Right. So, like, we're going to talk about Kickstarter at some point and stuff, but like, we're, you know, like, this is a thing. Like, you, yeah, we're all going going through it. Yeah. 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 So, so I went and I'm like, you know, so if it wasn't for like COVID stuff, I wouldn't think anything of it. Ah, It's cough, it's allergies, it's whatever. And I called and I'm like, yeah, I got this weird thing with some phlegm and stuff. And like, uh, I want to get tested. And they're like, all right, we'll come in, you you know, make sure you bring your mask. Yeah, of course. All that stuff. So I go down and they said, oh, you know, everything's clear. They did the test, got the results back next day, negative, which is what I expected. But like, it's weird because then you like, you have to think about that. Yeah. Like, and and I wasn't even concerned so much for me. Not that you're not concerned, but like, I don't want to get my kids sick. You know, I don't want to get somebody work sick. You know, parents were like, you know, we go over and sit outside and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I don't want to I don't want to get somebody else sick because right. I don't, you know, didn't know.
0: Because you're a decent human being. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. I'm doing all the things like I got the mask. I don't go anywhere like. Shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. For, for people like us that, you know, we live, we do our thing virtually. And at home, well, for me at home, most of the time anyway, it's not that big of a deal. Except now everyone else is here too, um, which yeah. which makes doing my thing a lot harder. You know, I've right. been uh, way less productive because everyone is here, but that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm happy that they're here. Like my wife, will you know, we converted a, my son's old room into like her home office so she's working and then it'll be lunchtime and we'll be texting each other. When do you want to go to lunch? <laughs> and I'll make some sandwiches and she'll come down and we'll watch a half hour or something on fa- on Netflix while we have a sandwich in the living room. And then she goes back to the home office and goes back to work. You know, that's kind of nice. Um, well, that's
1: good. though. This, so does she have like an established then like, hey, I'm going to be in the office from, you know, eight yeah. to noon. We'll yeah. meet for yeah. lunch and then I'm going to go back to work. Right. right. But there are days
0: where she may be in a meeting or stuff. So lunch is yeah. kind of a fluid thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's nice. Like, I'll, you know, I'll make tea and, you know, some I'll make some breakfast. And we'll, so, you know, we're, you know, we get to see each other in the middle of the day. But I let her do her thing. And I've, I'm so busy with everything going on that I've got to do mine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the busier you are, the less you think about how weird everything is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know what that's good because i think that's again you know i'm going to work because i can't work at home but like you know getting in and sort of establishing a routine and sort of you know setting up boundaries like hey look i i have these things to do like i know i'm home and it's cool but like Like, you go do your other thing.
0: We'll say, okay, I'm going to work, and they walk up the stairs, and and they make a a right, and then they're at work. I'm like, okay, I'm going to work, and I make a left. I go up the next flight of stairs, and I'm at work. Um,
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Except now, because of the heat wave, I'm in my living room because, you know, my attic is absolutely stifling. And my my AC and my brand new cool computer apparently suck too much juice, <laughs> and they're fighting over the power in my attic, which is now insufficient for the new computer. Yeah. Um, so it's like you know, uh, you know, I, I get the new computer and I'm so excited, and it sucks so much power I can't be up there in the summer. And I'm like, I'm gonna lose like I'm gonna lose seven weeks worth of, of productive work.
1: That's rough. Yeah, that's rough.
0: Just it, And it's been like ninety. I mean, I'm not going to complain. You're in Arizona, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so trust me, I'm not getting, I'm not getting into that pissing contest with you. <laughs> For New York, it's been oppressively hot. Um,
1: well, not only the heat, it's the humidity. I mean, oh, it really, you know, we joke around about it, but it really is. You know, when it's ninety and the humidity's, you know, 80 percent, it's it's brutal.
0: You, you you just the sweat pours off you. It's it's like you've got malaria. It's just mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah,
1: I, I don't miss that.
0: <laughs> I'm not. I'm like, <laughs> and people are like, it's 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 August. Why are people putting up Halloween decorations? I'm like, so we don't <laughs> kill ourselves because all of the people who love autumn like me are like, can we just get this over with? Enough. Yeah it would be different if we could go to the beach. It would be different if we could go and walk around, you know, um, air-conditioned, you know, movie theater, you know, a museum or sit in an air-conditioned movie theater. We're not doing any of that. We're sweating yeah. our balls off at home and in our backyards. This sucks. This is yeah. the worst summer ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, right? Because it is, it's hot here, but like we're in monsoon season. So you know, the rains roll in and it rains really hard for, you know, an hour. Sometimes it rains all day, but, you know, usually you get an hour or two, maybe three hours and then it's gone. It'll cool down, but then it's sort of muggy. I've been doing more writing out on the porch to, to kind of like take advantage of the chaos of the the, the atmosphere and the rain and stuff. And, it, and it's hot, but I'll just go sit out there for like an hour or two and write. And it's it's been great. I've, I've knocked out a bunch of stuff, nothing productive. It's all like, you know, blog stuff, but, um, I I've been enjoying that as, as hot as it is. Um, it, it's, it's, it, it's stimulating in, in right. some fashion, you know? Yeah. Cause it's different.
0: Anything so, to break it up, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's nice. I, you know, when, when I moved, you know, it felt like the fall got shorter and shorter and shorter on the East coast. So like some years, you know, you get like, three weeks and then it was winter you know you go from summer to winter right and you know it's super hot here now but i'm telling you eight months out of the year it's like fall weather you know even if it's 80 with no humidity like it you know it feels like september october it's great <laughs> i really love that and it's usually blue sky's always blue except for now you know what monsoon right. like right now it's gray i'm waiting for the rain and it's not coming.
0: <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm praying for a couple. We're supposed to have pretty. We're supposed to have waves of thunderstorms all through uh, the remnants of the tropical storm tomorrow. That'll yeah. bring down down our heat, probably about ten degrees. So, you know, maybe we'll have a decent day or two. But uh, I, I'm not. I'm expecting to be just uncomfortable until the mid September.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's usually the way. Oh.
0: Well, I'm glad that you guys are okay.
1: Yeah, hanging in. I'm glad you guys are doing doing good.
0: Knock on wood. That'll be true in six months.
1: Yeah, really. I know, right? It's it's spooky every time you go out of the house.
0: Yeah, uh, it is. It you is.
1: Really got to watch. And then, stupid people are shooting people. Like you put on a mask. No, I'm not put on a mask. Like what the f- just like the, the 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 simplest thing you could possibly do.
0: And it, it, it. What's funny is that the same could be said of like drinking and driving, seat belts, turn signals. You know, um, the 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 safety film on on medication bottles. You know, these are all you know, ridiculous. You know, safety glass. You know, I Did people like freak out and protest when we first had seat belts? Oh, this is yeah, This is impinging upon my rights. I'm like, are you out of your mind?
1: Well, this is a helmet, helmet motorcycle helmet optional state, so you'll see people doing 90 down, you know, Route 10 with no helmet on. I'm like, well, you're dead if something happens, you're dead, and maybe yeah, that's let's, what you want. Let's, like, maybe
0: drop a cantaloupe out of a moving car going 50, see how that works for you. The, yeah. the human body is not a sturdy thing, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's funny. We talked about this on another show. It's, you know, we we sort of like, you know, come out of this rugged individualism and like, you know, fuck the British and we're going to establish this thing and we're going to go our own way and we're going to forge our own path and we're going to bootstrap the whole thing. But like, it, it, but it's almost, it's show to a certain extent. Like it, like you really, you know, kind of like, embrace that spirit right like yeah we're you know doing it but you know then you look at the big structure like corporations are fucking you over and like you can't get people to put masks on like it's not a real thing you know it's like a faux um rugged individualism it's you know it's just like we're all you know whiny teenagers like ah, leave me alone you know want to do my own thing leave me alone mom you know like it sucks
0: and that's why 154,000 of us are dead unfortunately
1: yeah yeah
0: but you know the we'll get like I said we'll get through it it's it's you know it's just going to take time and sacrifice and we're as a nation have proven to the world embarrassingly that we suck at at you know commitment and sacrifice yep yep and you know we're going to have to face that and we're going to have to own it and the people who won't probably won't ever. Right. I'll be wearing my mask.
1: Yeah, you and me both. I mean, if, you if even all have
0: of has taught us anything, if any role-playing game has taught us anything, <laughs> life is failed. We are all one critical fumble away <laughs> from <Yeah>. from lion <laughs> in the ditch. Uh, <laughs>
1: one you, push to you, roll.
0: You You laugh. <laughs> Because it's 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 terrifying to look at it as a whole. Yeah. So you make jokes and you laugh, but the threat is real, you know? Yep. I, I don't want to lose a single person. And I'm I know probably six people who've had it.
2: Hmm.
0: You know, thankfully they wrote it out. You know, they were miserable for a long time and long term they'll probably have health issues for the rest of their lives. But I, I haven't I haven't lost anyone yet.
1: Yeah, I've seen that in some of the studies now they're showing or, or believe that they're seeing that, you know, it's affecting people's livers, it's I mean, obviously it affects your lungs, but you know, there's other longer lasting issues that they believe that they're seeing in, in at least certain people.
0: They they're not going to understand this for a decade. They're going to be learning about it and, and unraveling it and really seeing what it is. It's going to be literally there. There'll be new discoveries about this a decade later. Uh, well, see, that I'm sure.
1: I, I feel like this is kind of like the swine flu where, you know, that, you know, came in and it was bad. But like that's now like a part of the seasonal flu cycle, like in India, where when they when they bring people to the hospital, it, it's swine flu. So like it never went away and this is you know how long has that been already
0: yeah quite a while
1: there was a documentary on Netflix I watched I don't remember what the hell the name of it was but it was but it focused on these researchers trying to develop a vaccine that instead of keying off the like the, the superstructures of the virus because it mutates I mean like even in the same season they're like oh we're gonna give you this flu vaccine ah shit we guessed wrong because it, it mutated you know three weeks into the season so instead of hitting those those super structures i guess there's apparently some underlying structures that are the same from flu to flu to flu that they've actually tracked back to like 1918 so they were trying to key it on those structures instead to try to get more of a universal flu vaccine but like it was five doses and they were trying to get it down then they got it down to three and it was, a, it was a really interesting program. I wish I could remember the name because, like, it would be super appropriate these days to, like...
0: Yeah, I, I think I know the one you mean. And when it came out, um, we were living that in New York. Yeah. So that was the last thing we wanted to watch on Netflix.
1: Right. But, but I, crazy, Tiger right? Tiger King
0: was less terrifying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and but, no, but, I have not watched Tiger King. but I, I know lots I've, of people who have. I've seen it in the background, and I'm like... Yeah, yeah, I, I write a game where there's this level of insanity. I don't need to watch this.
1: <laughs> but you say you wouldn't want to watch it, but Netflix was reporting like the highest views for like contagion and outbreak and like yeah. all this stuff. Yeah.
0: I'm not gonna lie, I rewatched the stand. I, I got I got the old Rob Lowe, you know, miniseries. I rewatched it and uh, right when this all started, we 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 rewatched the stand. Yeah. And then we resaw Jaws and we forgave the mayor <laughs> who reopened the beaches because yes, human beings are that dumb.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's funny, we're masochistic that way to wanna yeah. like experience that vicariously, even though it's happening just beyond the window.
0: I think that we've got that lemming gene when there's too many of us, we just do stupid things to call ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. For sure well you can see that in the in the Trump campaign right
0: <laughs> I'm not well, yeah, let, all right we're gonna we're gonna move on,
1: no, Go right, we'll move on. all right so Kickstarter. Uh, yes. you got a new Kickstarter going on huh?
0: yes I've got a new Kickstarter and and um, when all this started you know I I launched the last Kickstarter just literally the world started burning about 10 minutes before I hit you know launch. And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to tank my Kickstarter. And we did okay. I don't know how much better we would have done had this not started, but we did okay. And sales have been good. People have been ordering books. I mean, the only place I go now is the supermarket, the gas station, like once every two weeks. And the post office, I go to the post office more than I do anything else because (laughs) we're we're mailing people books because they're home and, you know, they're running games online or they're reading fiction and our fiction books have been doing really well. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, like nerds are home, they're bored, they've got their stimulus check and they're ordering books. Okay, and then every con started to just get canceled like dominoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, my last con of the year, which is uh, Carnage on the Mountain in Vermont. Lovely con if you're ever in the Northeast. Great, great people. Great, uh, great experience. Um, I've been going there for a few years now. That one finally got canceled. It was the last domino to fall. Literally every every one of my usual cons got canceled this year.
2: Right.
0: So I'm thinking, well, I would never launch a Kickstarter in the middle of summer. Because everyone's broke from con season.
1: Yep, we're not even around. I mean, not broke right. and away. Yeah,
0: broke and away. Um, nobody's going to remember it, hear it, and even if they, even if you get the message, they're not going to. They're you know they're going to be drinking and traveling and flying and and you know renting rooms and paying for airfare or renting cars or you know it's it's a very it's amazing to be a, a nerd in America at this time because you've got so many of these wonderful cons to go to in mm-hmm. every state. So summer is a really exciting time for us, unless it's the summer of 2020, but right. there's <laughs> nothing going on. So I thought, you know, now might be a good time to launch um, a, 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 another Kickstarter because you know, we're, we're home, we're home, we're bored, everybody wants stuff to read. And we may have a few extra shekels in our bag of holding because we're not going to cons.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
0: So, which brings us to what, you know, what we did. Uh, this is uh, growing up overnight. It's running now. It's been running for a couple of days now. We are currently at 55% funded on our third day. So I'm pretty happy with the way it's going. It's a double fi- it's a double fiction Kickstarter. It's two short story collections. One of which is already done. It's it's written, it's been edited. I've proofread it. It's in the hands of a second proofreader. Um the the minute the Kickstarter is over, I can either I can hopefully assign art or go right to layout. Our goal is to have both of these books in the hands of backers digitally in October. Because nice. there's nothing like a new horror anthology during Halloween. Yep. Um, and I guarantee everyone, as optimistic as you want to be, we're still going to be on lockdown in October.
1: Oh, yeah. I, for the rest of the year, for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. So the first book, the one that's done, the reason it's done is that book is Between Twilight and Dawn.
1: I'm uh, so excited.
0: <laughs> as, as, as some of you may remember, that was our failed 2017 Kickstarter, The Darkest Day for Golden Goblin Press, um, a great fiction anthology that did not fund, our only Kickstarter that ever did not fund.
1: I was so um, disappointed.
0: <laughs> you and me both and we've had that sitting on our computers. Mo- pretty much all of the authors said, "We're not going to pull our stories. We're going to leave them with you." And I'm like, "Please pull your stories and sell them somewhere else, so I don't owe you money anymore." Because I feel <laughs> like, I feel like crap that you wrote all these great stories. And yes, some people did sell their stories elsewhere, and I was happy. You know, please, with my blessing, go. You know, make make the money I should have given you. Uh, But most of them are like, no, you know, we know you're good for it. We know you'll try again one day. So we took a long look at it. And out of the 17 stories, we still had a dozen. And I'm one of the douchebags that pulled my story and put it in something else. (laughs) (laughs) Which actually came out in um, Shadows of an Inner Darkness. Hmm. Um, So that was my... um, uh the last appointment of the day so i wrote a, a replacement story um and i bumped the collection up to i think 15 stories uh we had
1: 13. i really enjoyed your story too and I, like i don't try to figure stuff out when i'm reading but i had a feeling right from the beginning and then i was like oh
0: i i knew it i knew it <laughs> what last appointment of the day
1: no um uh, fertile ground oh you
0: you, so? you you got yeah okay i forgot so for those playing at home uh our host got, our host john got an advanced copy that was unfortunately not proofread so i'm sure there were i when i <laughs> proofread it i'm like oh i sent him this dirty garbage <laughs> i feel i felt very embarrassed as i was proofreading and catching all of these mistakes that you got the rough the, the raw copy i'm no, glad sorry. that you like the story um I, do, I really can't give too much away. Um, yeah. No. 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 I.
1: I. I really enjoyed it, and. I, and it. It's. It's kind of what I thought. Like, yeah. It was. It was really good. There. Um, there was
0: a it, number it takes, of stories. It that- takes place in. I can say this. It takes place in Dunwich, um, on a really prosperous farm, where a farmer's door. And again, all of the stories are between twilight and dawn. So they take. They, they have to. They have to be. In, fully encompassed in one night. So her dad and her brother are going away and they're like, no boys. You're not allowed to have any boys, no boys anywhere. And of course she's got a boy coming over. Um, uh, she's got a gentleman, you know, a gentleman that she wishes to get to know better on the farm. So it's the quintessential farmer's daughter has a boy over while her dad's away, except it's in Dunwich. Mm-hmm. And the hardcore fans will know something's up in the first five words after the title.
2: <laughs>
0: and I won't I won't give any more away. So what other stories did you did you especially like? I'm I'm so glad you liked that one because what's funny is that was the story I originally wanted to write mm. for the first collection. And I I wussied out. I was like, it's it's I've got it in my head. And it's so complex. I don't think I can pull it off. <laughs> so I instead wrote a much a good that I'm very proud of, but a much simpler story, which is the last appointment of the day. So when I came back to this, I'm I'm more accomplished as a fiction writer now. You know, I've gotten a lot more experience. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm doing that Dunwich farmer's daughter thing. I'm going to see how it turned out. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it my best shot. And I was like really uncomfortable. Because, yeah. I mean, there are some uncomfortable passages in it. And I was like, I don't know. It's either going to be great or it's going to be crap. And I showed it <laughs> to people. And they're like, dude, this, this is – my editor said, I think this is the best thing you've written so far. And then <laughs> patted himself on the back for my progress because he's right. my editor. You know, So I'm like, yeah, go you.
1: <laughs>
0: but no, I'm, I'm glad that he, he edits me roughly.
1: The, the tie-in moment that that comes through was like oh that is so good like oh that's awesome i think people are really gonna appreciate that i, I hope
0: so i hope yeah so. i
1: was like oh I, that's so so cool
0: <laughs> so do you have any other favorites we can talk about or, oh, again, I've, I've reread it and proofread it, so it's still re- I mean for for the this massive thing, it's still pretty fresh in my mind.
1: Uh whiskey, beans, and dust, I thought was fantastic. I, I love like that, that
0: one. I love like, the, the, the mountain huju practitioner mm-hmm. and the, the, the I've been listening to a podcast called Old Gods of ba- Appalachia,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is amazing. And I'm like, oh, we have a story a lot like that. So it was really fun to revisit that uh, but no i think that's a good one
1: the, the 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 grudging respect that you see the the use of the language like the the contextual like like it just it put you in 1925 like it just yes yes it, it, was, it was perfectly spot on like it, i i just that one was really good i really and, enjoyed that
0: and as as we've already discussed this evening i'm afraid of tornadoes <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the, yes, there's a killer tornado in this story.
2: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: And not that's spoiling a little, but I won't spoil anymore. But yeah, for me, it was like and the cherry on top. Oh, and it's a fucking tornado.
1: Hmm. Um, I I enjoyed blackjack. the The double goer was good. Or Gray story. The
0: double, and it's the, the double goer I like. And it's the shortest one in the book.
1: And it's subtle,
0: right? It's, I mean, like, it's... it's like a shot of whiskey. It's like yeah. – it's 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 subtle and it's short. And by the time you get to the end of it, it's over. And you're like, whoa, that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Like I re- I remembered I liked it and then I reread it and I was like, oh, this is why I liked it.
1: Right, right, right. Um...
0: Well, I, I liked them all. I mean we wouldn't have accepted it. Yeah, them yeah. But uh, – uh, yeah, Blackjack very- I like because it's, it's urban spelunking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, I mean, I, I I wrote something called the uh, Winoka Point Research Station. So the whole abandoned government facility breaking in found footage kind of thing is, is terrifying. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that sort of thing. So to see a story written about that way better than I could do it was a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: Uh what was it? the Brian Brian Salmons story, Graveyard Shift it was good. I I enjoyed that one too. very, very sort very of like Delta game. Green.
0: Yeah, very it's like a Delta Green uh fic- piece of fiction.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, hold on. Let me give people some props. Blackjack is by Lee Clark Zumpy. Yep. He said uh Orin Gray for Double Goer. Whiskey Beans and Dust is John Linwood Grant. Uh, you know, Graveyard Shift, Brian Salmons, um, I think I got to give shout out to, to Richard Lee Briars for forgetting hmm. um, that, that started subtle and got creepier and trippier as it went on. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I have good, I, I can have something good to say about every single one.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and there it's, some of them have sort of like that, you know, weird fiction, Lovecraftian, you know, outer, whatever going on. And then some of them are just, you know, straight, like, uh, tum tum she, she Yes, I know bird, about like,
0: it either. But the one with the jack o' lantern made out <laughs> of turnip, the traditional jack o' lantern.
1: And if you've ever like, if you've ever Googled like jack o' lantern turnips, they're they're horrifying. Yeah,
0: they're because like, it's, it's not easy to carve one, so they always come up looking like some deformed demon thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, and so that like that was that was the first we were leading and I'm like, oh, cool. Like it's just straight up. Horror story, like it's not a Lovecraftian thing or whatever, and you know, it sort of weaves in and out. Where some of them aren't necessarily
0: Lovecraftian
1: per se, but like you can sort of see that shine
0: or cosmic horror aspect of all of them, I think. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. like, like that one by William Miliki, uh, Tom, Tom Shields, I can't pronounce it. Um, that could have easily been like an episode of. Monsters, or Tales from the Crypt, or Tales from the Dark Side, like that could have been a great, like it, one of those Halloween movies where it's like three segments. That could have easily been, and again, to spoil it, that night is Halloween night. Mm. Um, I was really hoping someone would choose their night as Halloween night, and and they did.
1: Yeah, yeah, but but it was it was a, a great collection. I, I enjoyed it. I'm um, I'm looking forward to get. Getting a hard copy of it so I can, you know, read it again.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that we can get to the stretch goal where we can do title page art and have an illustration on the title page of every story. Because um, mm-hmm. I'm, again, an old an old d guy. I love my title page, Dragonlance, Harper novel. I loved all that stuff. So right. Um, we, we try and do it as a stretch goal for our fiction collections. We just did it with uh, Tales of Cthulhu Invictus Britannia. And I thought that worked great. I was really happy with the way that turned out. So I'm looking forward to uh, uh, getting Ian working uh, once we hit that stretch goal. But first, first we need fun. So not getting yeah. too ahead of ourselves.
1: And Andy's posting. Andy's wild in the chat. So it, this is for you. <laughs> what? The first Gord books. Gord the old what, I don't, old de d no
0: oh no 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 I'm not that back for it <laughs> I have no idea what court is
1: maybe the, maybe the right uh, max if you want to clarify as the author then for uh for those books but yeah so and you know I haven't looked at any in any of the other stories obviously for the uh for the Eldritch legacy but that's uh
0: yeah we have, I, it's it's still being written we have two stories in house one story very near completion i expect it literally any moment um we have one story we have two stories in progress um and i can say two because i finally got to work on mine this morning and laid down about thirty-five hundred words uh ogro the road um so mine is in progress finally uh brian is gonna uh, start on his once we fund. But yeah, we've got uh, about a third of the book done already, and the reason these are taking so long is these are going to be chunky. The minimum mm-hmm. word count is ten grand on words. Oh, nice. We, we want re because it's going to be six stories, but we want them like um, novella novella length.
2: Right. right.
0: Um, so I said uh, it's it's a minimum of ten. If you go over if you if you go over seventeen, let's talk. But you can, you, can, you, can, you can go up to 17.5, which is novelette. Uh, right. It is a word. I argue with people. Look it up. It's a word. <laughs> it means a short novella. Uh,
2: right.
0: Uh, but like, no, I, I want no, I want 10,000 words. And people are like, oh, my God, I'm over my word limit. I'm like, where are you? I'm like 8,500. I'm like, no. This <laughs> time, this time, it's, we want bigger stories. And they're like, oh, thank right. God. Um, so we had some authors who just got rolling and they thought that their word limit was like seven, eight thousand, which is usually what their word limit would be. Right. But because we want a, it's just going to be six stories. I'm like, no, we want really big, chunky, uh, chunky stories for this. And and, you
1: um, know, no, so go ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say this is a follow up to the to the other collection, the Children of Lovecraft Country. So it takes. Those characters and and bumps them ahead till they're, you know, like 20 ish.
0: In in their early 20s. This is going to be a mid 30s collection. So, this is all extrapolating what those children have grown up to be and uh, giving stories. Uh, For those unfamiliar with Children of Lovecraft Country, it was six children who are all cousins, distantly related um, through the Morgan family of Dunwich. That I branched out to Arkham, Kingsport, Dunwich, and Innsmouth. Um and there's two girls and four boys, and uh, they all get together at the holidays, and they're the pre-gens for the what we're re having, what we're renaming uh, the Eldritch New England Halloween holiday collection, hmm. uh, which is finished, and initial edits are done. We are polishing off the edits. On the last of the four scenarios, um, we gave uh, I gave Lisa a week off to do virtual Worldcon and Gen Con. So uh, uh, we should get back to work in a couple of days. Um, but we are about finished that book. And that's uh, Halloween in Dunwich, Christmas in Kingsport, Easter in Arkham, and Innsmouth Independence Day. Um, all right. They're all playtested, they're all written, they're all edited. And the one is. We're finishing up the edit, but we're probably going to be able to start laying it out this week. All the art's in, all the maps are in. Really excited about that. Then we did a fiction companion where we tell stories of the six individual children in uh, the fiction companion Children of Lovecraft Country, which is out. And you can download it. You know, it's, it's a cheap buy-in. It's an $8 PDF if you're interested in the Kickstarter and you want to pick that one up and see if you liked it. Um, we're happy with the way that turned out. I, I'm very proud of that book so those are and it's funny how that book came about because one of the stretch goals was adult versions of the pre-gens and when i was announcing that one of our authors said wow we're doing adult version of the of these characters as short stories here's my pitch And another one said, "Oh, we're doing that. Here's my pitch." And I'm like, "Uh, "Guys, wait!" And then the third one was like, "Oh, if we're doing that, I definitely want to come back to the collection." So before I knew it, before I could even come up, before the strobe light turned off, I had three authors pitching me their idea for a adult version of their character. And all of the authors just had such as so much fun writing these characters. And they just jumped at the opportunity to do it again. I'm like, well, I, I guess we've got a book. Whether, you know, I don't know where it came from, but, you know, I guess we're doing this because we've got half of the staff excited to do it. And I was excited to revisit Alice Sanders. Um, my uh, uh, anti hero is maybe too strong <laughs> a word from Innsmouth, uh, a hybrid girl growing up in Innsmouth. Uh, when my mom read my first story, which is Blood in the Deep Blue Sea, she called me up and said, where's the rest? And I was like, <laughs> what? She was, what happens when she goes and does this? Where's the rest of it? I'm like, mom, that's it. That's the story. <laughs> and she was like, oh, man. I'm, she was angry at me. And I'm like, well, I guess it was good. If your mom's calling to complain, where's the rest of your story? I guess she wants to read more about the character. Yeah. So I got to tell her. I said, "Mom, I'm writing a sequel where it's 10 years later." With, with and she goes, "Oh, I can't wait to read it." Um, and I started mine today, which is is pretty cool.
1: Nice. Better give her a good resolution this time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm hoping to. I'm hoping. And what's what's really great is that I'm setting it in um, Port Jefferson, Long Island, which is literally like 30, 40 minutes down the highway from me. Right. And i had a question and i'm like oh there's a historical society museum and you know and there's a a number for the historical society because when i did a research for new london connecticut for a book for a scenario i did called the lonely point lighthouse i actually called the new haven historical society and they were able to answer every question i had it was wonderful so i'm like oh this is port jefferson I can drive there and go to the museum and really maybe try and find a map of the town and mm. and I'm like, yeah, we're I get the recording. Yeah, this festival's closed. This festival, this <laughs> fundraiser's closed. We're gonna be closed for the rest of the year. Please leave a message. I'm like, God, damn, like goddamn COVID. I'm, I <laughs> could I could literally go do my research. I could walk in the town and it's like, nope. You know, yeah, like, oh, might as well be on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so my Google foo gotta work out trying to find the because uh, if you ever try to find the population of a very small town about 90 years ago <laughs> it's it's not gonna be that easy um, right but it, so it's taking a bit of d- a digging uh, researching it but I'm, I'm happy to be revisiting Alice uh, because one I'm writing about a, a hybrid a deep one hybrid post federal rate of Innsmouth.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So Innsmith no longer exists. So I have to account for all of that. Um, so she's basically a, a refugee.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Max is saying that uh, Wikipedia has populations for uh, quite a few towns back to the 1800s. That to hell okay. is. Max, when I checked, they had like
0: 1890, 1910, and then it went to like 1970 i was like god damn it um, <laughs> and it hadn't really grown that much to be perfectly honest i think it went from three thousand to five thousand so we're not talking about a big place right right um, which again for my story works because if you're an Insmith refugee hiding from federal agents you want to be as inconspicuous as possible
1: yeah no for sure
0: uh, but, yeah, we've got some great stories about that. The uh, Gertie Pope story is in, and uh, Gertie Pope is our – I mean, did you read the first one yet or no? Mm,
1: I don't know that I got I, – maybe I do. I don't remember. Wait, I didn't you, read you, it for sure.
0: You have the PDF. You don't have the physical because we haven't mailed out the rewards yet. Um, we're, okay. we're hoping to soon. But um, So uh, Gertie Pope is our mystic girl from Dunwich uh, with – uh, other life memories from her Hyperborean ancestors, Right. and uh, she's living in a town called Lilydale, which is in upstate New York, uh, right by the Great Lakes. I mean, it's up, up, much more upstate New York than you're in Canada. Uh, so, and I'm like, I told the author, it's a place where there's lots of mystics and practitioners and and uh, fortune tellers, and the whole town is like. Dedicated to this, so she started asking me about it, and then finally she's like, "Wait a minute, is this an actual place?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, Lilydale is an actual place, and it's filled with, and it's been filled with mystics and fortune tellers for over a hundred years. It's like going back to like the uh, the days of of seances and Houdini and stuff. Lilydale was a haven, and it still is. If you go to their website, it's still filled with all of these." colorful
1: people.
0: <laughs> um, so our, our girl from Dunwich is now living in um, Makes sense. Our, our boy from Dunwich is still living in Dunwich because, you know, he's a farmer. He's, you know, the son of a farmer. Um, our, our boy from Arkham is now I think in uh, Philadelphia playing football professionally. And um, our young scholar boy is now the youngest associate professor on the staff of Miskatonic University at 20. <laughs> um, and Alice is uh, leading a band of refugees hiding out in uh, Port Jefferson. Who am I missing? Nice. Did, am I missing? Oh, and uh, our, oh, our, 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 mystic, our other mystic character, the, uh, the child who sees ghosts from Kingsport, he still, now he runs his parents' art gallery and he's an artist and photographer in Kingsport and he sees ghosts. Well, he still sees ghosts. Hmm. And his story starts because he's got to take pictures for a hospital office party. Right. Um, and then somebody says, hey, can you help investigate the haunted wing of the hospital right around Christmas in Kingsport? <laughs> yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, I was like, "Hey, you want to take this boat through the Bermuda Triangle?" Uh, so I love the setup of that story. I can't wait to read it. Um, I've got two stories that I'm dying to read, but I'm like so busy with the Kickstarter and writing my own. It's like, and I guess part of me, if like the, we don't fund, I don't want to make myself even more sad that these stories aren't going to come to be. But I have every confidence. I mean, we're already. We're three days in and more than 55% of the way there, so.
1: Right. Yeah, I got my back. And then I think second day as you started like, you know, middle of my Saturday into Sunday. And I was like, I did like it after I work.
0: Traditionally <laughs> launch at midnight um, the first second of the day of launch is when we launch. So yeah. I stay up late and I launch and then I'm up half the night watching it like a moron. <laughs> um, like mother, like if I stare at it, we'll get more backers.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. So Willing I'm, like, to I'm a
0: zombie the whole next day. It, it's part of, and I'm like, so superstitious, uh, gamers are superstitious. Hispanics are superstitious.
1: Like the Hispanic
0: gamers are really super. <laughs> so, um, because I had cream soda and corn chips the first Kickstarter, I've had to have corn chips and cream soda every single Kickstarter launch since then, or mm-hmm. else I'll, I'll whammy things. Right. <laughs> so yeah, That's... I did that, and uh, yeah, it's it's going well. I'm very happy with the way it's going. We've got some great. We're going to hopefully do title page art on that one. Uh, we've already got a design for Project Bookmarks. Because I mean, you know, you're gonna get a couple of books. You might want a couple of bookmarks. Mm-hmm. For most, we're gonna do art prints of because both the the cover art for both of these are pretty cool. So
1: mm-hmm. we're gonna do
0: eight by ten art prints. They're gonna be um, part of the upper level backers. But yes, corn chips and cream. So it's actually really <laughs> good luck. If you if you. <laughs> If you ever need the gods of luck to favor you, go into your Kickstarter with corn chips and cream soda. Um, The the stretch goal we're most looking forward to is uh, Golden Goblin Press tote bags.
1: Yeah, so those are pretty cool.
0: They look really good. The vendor lets you do a mock-up on, like, put your logo on something and print a, uh, you know, a photo of it so we've got the mock-up and like oh those look sweet i really hope we can make that stretch cool but we'll see
1: yeah yeah it's. it's I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to it and you know with so many days left to go i'm sure this is i mean because what are we going to do right everybody's stuck at home like we do a lot of gaming board gaming at work and now with covid stuff you know we're separated at work i don't even eat in the kitchen anymore i warm up my food and go find an office or whatever um so i've been doing more reading so like you know, giving more stuff to read. <laughs> right,
0: but I mean, there, and again, the the way we're doing it to really be able to push and get it released, di- at least digitally, in October, is very exciting. Because I, mm-hmm. going back to my teen years, I've loved to get a, a horror book or a horror novel or a, a cosmic horror short story collection for the month of October. And just when I have that spare moment or we have that lucky, cold, coolish day to just like get that cup of pumpkin spice coffee or apple cider, you know, a couple of cider donuts, uh, like a tray (laughs) of apple cider donuts and just read horror with the breeze from outside coming in. There's just something about reading horror in October. Um, In early fall, uh, that's just magical for me. So the chance of being able to deliver to our fans two, two collections, I'm very proud of. I mean, one of them is not done yet, but every everybody on that team is amazing. And then there's me. Um, (laughs) So we've got five amazing authors in the hack that is me.
1: you got in on your own merit
0: (laughs) yeah well my editor said i my editor has standing orders that if i'm ever reviewed as the worst part of a book he's fired so (laughs) so he's got to protect his own job and save me from myself right um and i am according to him i am improving so i'm happy about that but yeah you know the both books the the one done one i'm very very proud of how of all the authors that have been involved It's, it's a solid collection the new one is turning out, is, is shaping up to be something magical. We're really proud of the first one. And again, I, I urge people, if you're questioning, you know, if you're questioning backing this because it's two books and one is a part two, spend your eight bucks, you know, read the first one. If you If you think you didn't get eight bucks worth of entertainment out of it, email me. We'll have a conversation. <laughs> Nothing may come of it. But email me; and we'll have a conversation. Uh, I'm that confident that that's going to be a, a good story, a, a good experience for people. I, I really love that book, but it's short. You know, it's um, according to my mom, the stories weren't long enough. You know, she she was angry. So this way, we've doubled the word length. I think people had like a six or a seven thousand word length, and I'm like, no, it's a minimum ten. Maximum seventeen, and the first two that are in are thirteen and fifteen thousand words. So they're already nice, big, chunky stories.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and I, I agree with with Max. I'm posting stuff in the on the video here for those listening to this later. Uh, yeah, hard copies definitely. Like I I read through the 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 arc, if you want to call it that, for the um, between twilight and dawn, and it's it's hard. I so much, just prefer to have a book. It's the feel, it's the I know. smell, it's the experience. I know, I know. And, I, and I sat at work, and I, you know, was scrolling through and reading through everything. And I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm glad of the experience to be able to sit and read this. But like, god damn, I wish I had a book in my hand right now.
0: It's just something <laughs> fulfilling and romantic about holding a book, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And again, um, now. Working with our printer and learning how to do this, and and learning how to do things on Backer Kit, um, we're able to offer hardcover upgrades. So if there's anything cooler than a book, it's a hardcover book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we can do that a lot more cost effectively. We've learned a lot uh, about our how to manage our fiction line in the three years since uh, since this part of this Kickstarter originally failed, you know, I mean, there hasn't been, there hasn't been a long period of time where I haven't thought about what went wrong and how can we do this again? Um, like, you know, the, the plan to relaunch this has been tumbling around in a corner of my mind for three years. And now with, with COVID and this weird summer and the weird fall approaching and, uh, authors who are home and you know have a little bit more time to write because they're not going to the beach um you know it it seemed the perfect time to to roll the dice on this again um and it's scary because you know if you have this one fail again um i don't think we're going to try a third time i mean it's just at that point we have to listen to the universe but i don't see that happening not not with the progress we've already made in the short time that uh, the Kickstarter has been running.
1: Yeah, and the, and the stories are... I mean, it's definitely... You know, having read the one book, I mean, it's definitely definitely worth it. I mean, it's a no-brainer. And, you know, especially for Golden Goblin, because, like, you know, you, you back some things, you're like, I don't know, maybe I get it. I've only ever got burned on one Kickstarter, thankfully, and it was sort of like a last-minute thing. I'm like, I'll jump in on that PDF, and, you know, that went, that went out. But, like, even with, you know, the, the first... Um, uh, Cthulhu Invictus book was was late, you know. I'm using air quotes. Was, I mean, it was late, but like, but like, you know, you're gonna get it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's gonna yeah. be quality. It may take a little bit longer to make sure it goes through that process to make sure that you're getting something great at the end. And like, how do you not back that? You know,
0: in in Lisa and my defense. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't realize how different writing a setting book would be from writing a scenario collection.
2: Right. right, right.
0: Um, and I, I will, I, I threw myself on the sword for those of you who remember, I did not go to Necronomicon 2015. And part of that reason was I was home working on Cthulhu Invictus and I was ashamed to face the community. Um, so yeah, I gave up Necronomicon to try and finally get that book done. Um and then we, we won a we I think we won an award for that.
1: Yeah, an any, maybe? Is that what that was? Oh yeah. I- <laughs> Oscar's going to grab his Annie.
0: <laughs> ah There it is. <laughs> In my China closet with my prized possessions. There you go. Um yes. So yeah, it was late, but it was late for a reason because we wanted it to be as good as it could be.
1: Yeah. And and you see that with board game stuff too. Like I know a lot of people the nature of Kickstarters changed over the years. Um, and you know, in a lot of ways, you know, for some companies it's sort of a pre-order system or whatever. And like, you know, I've ordered, you know, some um tasty minstrel games, board games, and they were late. Crusaders was like six or eight months late. And you know, people get all bent out of shape about it, but like it's Tasty mineral. It's not like you're not going to get the game. And if it takes a little bit longer, I know that when I get it, it's going to be the best it could possibly be. So I'm like, that's great. I helped to put out a game. I'm getting a quality product back. You know, and if it takes six months more, like, I, I don't know, I, maybe I'm the outlier on this kind of stuff, but like, I don't care. Like, I've got books and games all over, so like if I can't play it tomorrow, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean, like it's just a weird thing for me Because you see it, a lot of that hate I mean Twitter's terrible, but right. but you see a lot of oh, this was supposed to be released, and blah, blah blah, and I'm but, like, yeah, okay, but
0: <laughs> I like to joke that uh what is what does Kickstarter and Xcom have in common? What's that? A ninety-five percent success rate is successful thirty-two percent of the time. <laughs> for those who play XCOM, you'll you'll get that joke. Um, it's, it's it's a fringe joke, but um, yeah, everything looks great on paper for Kickstarter. The actual reality is a lot more dicey. But you know, this is not our first trip to the rodeo. We've been at this for seven years. We're starting to figure out how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we do learn every project. I, I have to admit, we are, you know, we're, we're enthusiastic, semi-trained, you know, mild, you know, mildly trained semi-professionals. Uh, <laughs> you know, we don't take ourselves seriously. We work real hard. We have got great teams. Uh, we've got great people working hard for us if something is late it's because it's just not good yet or it's just not done yet. Or, you know, we've had people suffer real life setbacks and, and we've had to wait, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's a diff, we love our people and we love our teams and we're not looking to dump anyone. We're not looking to jump ship because someone is unavailable for a month. So sometimes something's going to have to wait for a month. Um, but there's always other things to be working on. So I mean, if if the project, if one project is stalled because of whatever reason, we're pushing on something else.
1: Um, mm-hmm. and that's what it comes down to too. Like you know, you, you you know, you look at Kickstarter, and it's this organization where you're backing games or books or you know whatever it is. But you know, there's there's people behind it. There's people that are doing the thing. You know, and and a lot of times like you know, with, you know, say so Golden Goblin, like it's you and Lisa and like you've got a lot of other people who are, or working within the system, but like, it's, it's you. you know? it's, it's <laughs> it's like,
0: me. The, the command staff would be me, Lisa Paddle, Mark Shireman, Jeff Muller and Brian Sammons. And Brian Sammons is, is just our fiction guy. Um, he may write a scenario for us, but you know, he's our fiction line editor Lisa's our, our, gaming line editor jeff's a gaming editor we have one layout guy that we love he's responsible for our amazing look i can't replace him he is irreplaceable golden goblin press will not be the same without him being involved and if he's busy we're gonna wait
1: yeah
0: um just because i mean it's he's that good and uh you know we have that relationship with him if if you know If Lisa is going to 10 cons a year, we're going to fit around her schedule because her and I work wonderful together, Um, and she makes everything I do better, and she knows my quirks. She's going to be able to edit my work more effectively than any other editor out there because we've had such a long relationship working together. Mm. I mean, she's literally like my right hand on projects that I write. So yeah, I mean, luckily we've got a bunch of good illustrators that we can go to, so that's not a problem. I think we've got four at this point that are just solid that we can tap. in there, we've got a good, we got a couple of good cartographers, but really, it's it's a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Our our fiction line guy, our fiction guys, we get more of those every year. Um, what's good is that. When you actually pay authors in a timely fashion, they tell other authors that you're good to work for. <clears throat> so you have more authors pitching to work for you. So right. we've been able to grow our, our stable of, of people that we can invite to collections. That's why we've got, thir- you know, that massive book you just read by all of these stories written by all of these different people um, because they were confident one day they'd get paid. Right. You know?
1: <laughs> and not it's, worried. It, that- it's
0: sad. Uh, how how authors are really abused. Um, and I swore yeah. I'd never be that guy. I mean, I'm, I'm an author first. So I'm not gonna be that publisher that you have to chase after. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our goal is, I mean, the day we release the pa- the PDF, everyone gets paid. Right. And industry standard is within 90 days of physical release. And that's, that's bull, uh, that's crap, I won't do that. Yeah, yeah. So, again, I've got great authors willing to work for me because they don't have to chase after me.
1: Not only do they not have to chase after you, they don't have to worry that there'll be some you're very go there, strange you there? forward. You're, you're,
0: going, you're going there. <laughs> I didn't know we were going there, but, okay, it's your show. We're going there.
1: I, I just sometimes weird things happen when books get published.
0: <laughs> wow. Um, that's... Yeah, um, I was there in 2013. So, per, said per as a brown New York as a brown skinned minority New Yorker, not a fan. Yeah. Wait, as a brown skinned minority publisher who's published said individual, really not a fan. Yeah. But yeah, that was just bonkers. I, I can't even begin. Um Those poor authors, especially the poor authors. I read that some of them, this was their first publication. Yeah, you can you imagine, imagine. telling your mom I'm going to be in this, and then this happens?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know your 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 coming out story, your your Swan Song, your man.
1: Yeah, it's 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 it sucks. I, I saw. Hints of things going on on Facebook, and I'm like, "What the hell is this about?" And I kind of had to hunt it down, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's what's happening."
0: (laughs) Well, for for those of you who are not following what we're alluding to, uh, (laughs) uh, do we even want to go there, or just let them find it out themselves? Uh, I I mean, research a story about authors, forwards, and uh, controversy uh, with you know, the date of like three days ago and it'll come up in your browser.
1: (laughs) Yeah. In the, in the, in the weird fiction community, but yeah, it's, I mean, I guess that's, that's whatever.
0: Wow. I was like, are we going to talk about this? (laughs) I'm not putting it up.
1: I was just going to, I was trying to slide it in real quick and just keep moving.
0: (laughs) Okay. Let's move on. Uh, Moving swiftly on as my Welsh friends say. Mm.
1: Uh, and so, for the Kickstarter, there there are you can you know depending on your pledge level, you have the the, the add-ons as well, uh, both PDFs and physical copies. Although not physical copies for some things, I guess at this point. What do you mean? Uh, the hardcover digital for Dread Shadows and Paradise, so it's just softcover and.
0: <coughs> yeah, we're not right. reprinting. We're not reprinting that one in hardcover. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's really really old, so. um uh uh f- yeah
1: but there's a couple i mean i mean everything you can get in soft cover, which is which is i mean that's fine it's a book
0: <laughs> the thing is that to do a hardcover you need another isbn number another mm-hmm. barcode and another cover design yeah so for all of that hassle it's, it's a little bit much to ask our designer to do that. But if we have done hardcovers for these in the past, that's already set up with the printer, so there's no buy-in. We can right. just say, we need X amount of hardcovers. They've got all of the designs. So that's why Heroes of Red Hook is available. Children of Lovecraft is available. Tales of Cthulhu Invictus is available all in hardcover because we're already set up at the printer to print those. Uh, and we may have some in stock uh, and we can print other ones easy. But if we haven't done a Kickstarter uh, hardcover for them before, then it's, it's, you know, you're investing more time, gold and sweat and blood in that. So right. uh, that's why. That's, that's the bean counting logistics of it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean that happens.
0: For those mad that I have to count the beans, well, <laughs> I also have to keep the lights on in my little podunk publishing house, so I've yeah. got to count these beans. Uh,
1: now, what, what's they, the what
0: they say? Uh, amateurs study tactics; professionals study logistics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what is the status of stuff that's still hanging around from from previous Kickstarters?
0: Previous Kickstarters for. Uh, Inner Darkness is fully, uh, fully delivered. Yeah, I think I we've the, uh, got we've, we've got some international backers that got screwed with slow mailing, and those books, as far as I know, are still arriving. Oh, there you go. Mine. Yep. Yeah, so it, it's funny. People were, like, complaining and, like, oh, mine just arrived. I'm like, I mailed that, like, three months ago. I guess COVID has really destroyed international shipping. Um, so a lot of this is just starting to arrive to a unfortunate few of our uh, international fans. And if, if things get lost, I'm good for it. You know, we'll sort it out. We'll work it out. Um, so that one is done as far as I know. There may be things still trickling in the mail. I can't imagine how, but they are. Um, Children of Lovecraft Country, the fiction book is done, printed in my office upstairs. We're ready to print that out, send that out. Uh, The RPG book for that is fully written, almost completely edited. We are editing the last scenario. We're going to start laying it out probably by this weekend, uh, we have all the art in, all the maps in, all the scenarios have been playtested. So that one is, is for for me as an author, it's been done for a while. Lisa, on the other hand, had to decipher my mess and make it coherent. And uh, for those who have ever gotten an email from me, you know that's not as easy as it sounds. Uh, <laughs> I'm an author who can't spell well and has a barely and has just a tentative grasp on the English language, <laughs> which is my only language. So that's even more sad and embarrassing. So Lisa, you know, is trust me, she's she's an absolute hero of the community. <laughs> um, but it's taking some time. We we hope we hope to be finished and get be fully into layout. Um, as soon as possible. Uh, we've got to wait for Chaosium approval before we can deliver the PDF. Um, but we are, are pushing just as hard as we can to get that out as soon as possible. The hard part is done. It's it's written, it's edited. We're just smoothing out the final scenario. But again, it's, it's a campaign. It's four interconnected scenarios with six pre-gens, six adult versions of the pre-gens, Mm-hmm. Six pulp Cthulhu versions of the pre-gen, which were really fun and stupid to write. Um, and she, you know, and then Lisa was editing them, and she was having fun. She goes, "Really? You're pulling out every pulp trope in the book." She's like, "This person has an evil twin brother, and he's a Nazi." I'm like, "Yes, yes, he is." <laughs> Literally, it's that dopey. But it's called, it's Pulp Cthulhu, so yes, it's that dopey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a kid who saw Raiders of the Lost Ark in the movies like nine times. I love this crap. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the the Pulp Cthulhu, the, the Cthulhu character, the, those were a lot of fun. We've got six Best Friend Forever characters. So we have six other kids who are friends of these kids <laughs> that are in the book. So it's coming, with six to, twi- it's coming with 24 pregens.
2: Jeez.
0: Um, a family tree, which, oh, my God, that is not as easy as it sounds. Um, because every time I wrote a scenario, Lisa was like, this character is really interesting. How are they re- related to the rest <laughs> of the characters? And I'm like, okay, thank God there's good genealogy software. Um, now I just need to track down, you know, get my designer to – commit to actually drawing this out as a family tree. Um, But that was way harder than I expected it to be. Uh, No, no, we have not illustrated the ghost kid.
1: He's going to be sad. Or
0: or have we? (laughs) Maybe we have, you know what? I, I can't commit to that, but I will mention if I, I think maybe, maybe not. There may be one picture where he appears. Um, stay tuned for a Kickstarter update where I will clarify this. (laughs) I will answer this in the next Kickstarter update. And if not, email me and I will, I will send you the picture. It will spoil the ending, but I will send you the picture if he actually appears in it.
1: So don't open the email until you've already played the scenarios.
0: (laughs) Well, if he knows there's a ghost kid, he's already played at least one of the scenarios. Um, One of our pre-gens is, is, haunted by uh, the ghost of a little boy named Simon. He is our Kingsport kid. Um, so Simon is what everyone thinks is his Im- imaginary friend, and Simon is actually the ghost of a kid that died outside of his house. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, totally thrown of where I was.
1: No, I'm sorry. <laughs> this happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit.
0: Um, but, no, that book is – it's it's massive. It's um, – like I didn't realize how massive it was because, uh, again, it's a four-scenario book, so I let them be long, chunky, multi-session scenarios. Uh, the two scenarios that I rewrote and expanded are just massively expanded, and the other two scenarios are either long, even longer than that. I think when we playtested uh, – Easter and Arkham, that was like three three-hour sessions. And um, I think when we playtested Innsmouth Independence Day, that might have been four three-hour sessions. So these are just chunky, really uh, detail-filled scenarios.
1: So I can't imagine how long it would have been if we would have played.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. It was long. It's, it's Yeah, they're, they're going to be a lot of fun, I think. Uh, I'm very happy with the way they've all turned out. But that one again. All art is in. All maps are in. Uh, we need to get the. We've got a lot of layout to do. Um, it's going to need a lot of art design, especially with things like the um, the family tree, and the pre gens. Um, we are editing the last scenario. We hope to have that nailed down in a week or so and start layout possibly before that. How long that's going to take, I can't say. Um, how long it's going to take to get the files approved from Chaosium, I can't say. We're pushing as hard as we can. Britannia and Beyond is uh, we got a cup. We've got some of our stretch goals out. We are still working on the expanded manuscript. Uh, we are batting things back and forth with editing. We are working with some authors to get the new material in. Um, that's a a little bit of limbo as we push to get uh, the Lovecraft Country collection out the door Um, once, you know, we've got one Kickstarter in front of it. Right. Uh, So, for those of you who are afraid that we're launching another Kickstarter with these two Kickstarters, um, don't worry, because I have totally different teams for each. Uh, We have a different editor for our fiction line, and we have different illustrators um the illustrators for both of these if they get assignments they're not part of the britannia book anyway so there's no conflict there um layout for a fiction book is way is much much faster than an rpg so these are the kind of books that mark can knock out in probably one third of the time of a fiction book so once he gets the manuscript this is kind of a softball uh you know, it's a softball for him. It's, it's even a wiffle ball. I wouldn't even say a softball. <laughs> um, he knocks these out really quick, and they look beautiful. So um, there's some crossover with layout, but it's not really an issue. No. So pushing the fiction books out the door isn't going to hold up Britannia at all because those teams aren't on the same track. You know, we're lucky now that we have enough people that we can have uh, a dedicated fiction team.
1: Right. Right. Well, that's cool. Because you know, there's there's probably got to be at least one guy that's like, I can't believe that there's another. You know, it's inevitable.
0: We'll we'll be lucky if there's one guy.
1: (laughs) Well, but I guess it is a fine line, though, too, right? When you're bringing stuff to Kickstarter, you know what what is the public perception of like where are things at and what's been filled and not filled and and again, I get it. Like I I like I get that you know, consideration from people, but, you know, again, with, you know, like Golden Goblin Press or Taste right. of Misery, you know, companies that, you know, people that, you know, or, you know, we'll use air quotes. No, right. I mean, whatever, right. but that, that, you know, that that stuff is going on that stuff's going to come to fruition. And and I think, you know, a lot of times just the regular updates and stuff like that is be, Hey, this is where this is right now. You know, this is where this is. And, and just, ha- you know, letting people know. then it's like, oh, okay cool. I didn't know right. that's where that was. I'm happy now. Like I know that this is where this project is.
0: Right. Like when I, when I started catching wind that Wow Britannia, the manuscript's going to take us a, a while longer than we thought. I pushed hard on the fiction to come out just so those fans would have something in hand. Right. Um, that would, that would buy us some time at goodwill. <laughs> um, and again, we are, we are updating and, and with regards to you go to Kickstarter, uh, I would have never tried to launch another RPG Kickstarter. Um, the only reason I'm launching one now is it's purely fiction. I would have not taxed my team or the goodwill of the fan base by having three outstanding RPG Kickstarters. Um, two is bad enough. I honestly <laughs> thought that the 1920s children's campaign would have been out by now. We've just... The, the scenarios are way larger than I anticipated, and they took longer. They're taking longer to edit, but uh, you know Lisa's working just as hard as anyone can, and and we're making good progress. And I'm very happy with the way everything comes out is turning out, and I think our fans will be satisfied uh, with the wait. But yeah, okay. I would have not, I would have never dared uh, try and launch a, a fiction Kickstarter with the two we have in the pipe and we won't be launching another one until one or both of them are, are released.
1: Right. Okay. And, and then where are you getting a chance to, to play? I know you did like an iron GM competition a couple of weeks ago. What was that all about? Yes.
0: Yes, I did. I did an iron GM competition. Never done one before. It's always been on my eventually list. Um, I got three really And again, I can't say too much because it's ongoing. There are other GMs who haven't gotten the three elements yet. We're all getting the same three elements. Oh, okay. It's not restricted to uh, game system. So you could do any game system you want as long as it has these three elements, you provide pregens and you, um, it's playable in four hours, and your players have to have everything they need to, to complete it. Uh, so I, I will say that I struggled initially with coming up with a cohesive concept of how to blend these three scenarios together. And all I kept having was uh, a reoccurring really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to the point where I was about to email the guy and say, look, I got nothing. And, and quit, which completely defeats the whole purpose of me challenging myself to be in the RNGM competition. So I was ashamed of myself for having that, that, that moment of doubt. And I said, you know, a really bad idea is better than no idea. So I leaned as hard as I could into the really <laughs> bad idea. And I came up with a complete scenario based on the bad idea and I thought it was um, kooky and fun and interesting. And we did play, and I think I entertained my players. Um, I didn't have the six players that I was supposed to have. I only had three. So that was a little disheartening. And I recruited a fourth player myself. So, uh,
1: Was that when you were looking for players? Was it like two weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, I had a feeling that's what that was for.
0: Yeah, there was a, there was some... There was a little bit of a snafu with the uh, organizing the player judges. So, mm. But uh, I will say one thing about my adventure that I was very proud of and equally disappointed in. Have you seen The X-Files?
1: Yeah, most of it.
0: Have you – but you're aware of The X-Files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen – the 1980s classic *They Live*.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you seen a cult, m- more recent classic called *John Dies at the End*?
1: The name is familiar. I don't think I've seen it.
0: <laughs> okay, my six pre-gen characters were Fox, Fox Mulder, and Dana Scully, <laughs> uh, Nada, and Frank, who have the epic fight scene. You know, Roddy, Roddy Piper, and. Uh, you know, that eight minute long fight scene that is absolutely famous in eighties horror and John cheese and David Wong from John dies at the end. Hmm. If you haven't seen John dies at the end, get your hands on a copy, download it, give it a shot. Um, I describe it to people who haven't seen it is it's the Sean of the dead. What Sean, what Sean of the dead does for zombies John dies at the end does for cosmic horror Huh. okay um, I recently showed it to a, a, a pair of really good friends and they'd never seen it and they're like big cosmic horror people they're play testers and mega supporters of the company and they go to Necronomicon and they were like how did we never see this film thank you for showing this absolutely gonzo kind of movie to us So when I got my playtesters, I had one guy says, I loved John dies at the end. I want to play David Wong. And I had one guy said, oh my God, I got to play Rowdy Roddy Piper. (laughs) (laughs) And the other two guys were like, well, I kind of know X-Files. I'll play Fox Mulder. And the fourth guy was like, well, I don't know any of these. Wow. So I guess I'll play the doctor. And I was like, how how do you not know any of these? Like, I can understand one and even two, but how do you not know the X Files? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, it was a cultural phenomenon. I mean, it was on the air for like uh, ten years or something, yeah. right? I mean,
0: so I knew I was in trouble from selecting the free chance hmm. Um, because it's like when I get a chance to write something that's not going to be published. I just have fun with doing strange crossover events. You know, right. I've got a scenario where Captain Steve Rogers and, uh, you know, is, is fighting the Nazis alongside pres- Professor Brun from Hellboy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got that. That's on paper. Um, we can, <laughs> I can run that tomorrow. It's like, you know, glider troops led by Captain America fighting with the professor from Hellboy against the Thule Society I it, it, I could never publish it I got my ass sued from <laughs> high heaven but it's there and it's hilarious um, so I decided to do that and it was like hey what if I tell a joke and no one comes so yeah, um, yeah it was a little bit of a odd thing but I'm sure I'm not winning <laughs> <laughs> But I I, I I stand by my really bad scenario.
1: <laughs> That's and, fair.
0: But honestly, well, my goal was to do an Iron GM. So mission accomplished. Goal, you know, uh, achievement unlocked. Competed in Iron GM.
2: Mm-hmm. Beyond
0: that, I had no expectation. Even right. less expectation after the experience. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I wish I could have got in on that then.
0: But I'm not running it for you until you see John dies at the end. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going through that again. That was painful.
1: I, would, I wonder. if it's on. I watch so much stuff on Netflix now. Like it was I just on went Netflix
0: to for the longest time. I don't think it's on Netflix now. Ah crap! But I, it's I, it's definitely on uh, Amazon Prime and um, probably every legal fucking pirate channel out there. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's off the bucket list. I <laughs> competed in Iron GM.
1: I I've, I started you know again with the the COVID stuff like it's you know changed stuff around and and I was even watching stuff on Netflix a little bit. I just dumped, I had Dish. I dumped Dish. I went to Hulu. So I'm, I'm on Netflix and I, you know I go to the original programming. I'm like, ah, hey, what's on there? There's a couple of things in the Korean zombie thing. So I watched that. That uh, was really cool. Yeah, no, 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 that was fantastic. Uh, there's a, a Korean TV the kingdom. series, the kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was,
0: I think I told you about that. That was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was um, really got, good. I
0: thought it, we got to watch two seasons back to back. I had to wait between season yeah. one and two,
1: so I, I kind of yeah, we like went, that one. went to the originals and sort of like working through it. I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. That looks interesting. That's so I watched Dark, I watched uh, Giri Hari, I watched um uh the uh, black spot i watched uh fuck ed vedum uh, altered carbon like just all, like show after show after show and it's been amazing and they're I, so like near future but like they're, so they're good dramas right so like they're written well and there's like all these crazy character interaction stuff but it's so interesting on a meta level right so they, like watch altered carbon i'm late to the party But like Aldrich Carbon is um, uh, shit, Eclipse Phase. Like it's the Eclipse Phase game in TV format. And And it's good as it stands. But on another level, it's so interesting to like, well, what if we had stacks? And like, would there be people who are like, no, you have to like really live and not like it just opens up this whole other thing. So like I'm watching the show going, this is pretty cool, but like, it's all percolating back here. Like thinking about all these different, oh, it's just, oh, it's been so good.
0: (laughs) I, I, I watch a lot of anime. So uh, if I catch an anime and it's got two seasons, that's like, that could be 48 episodes of something for me to watch. So I'll, I'll, watch an anime that's a few years old hoping I like the first two episodes because then I know I've got another 10 or 20 or 30 to watch. Uh, Uh. I decided to um, completely rewatch Samurai Jack in order from season one to season uh, uh, five. And I I had, I had all of the DVDs and the last season on Blu-ray. And I always said when I get really bored well, thank you, COVID-19. <laughs> I've been really bored. And I watched all of them in like a week and like cried like an idiot because I've been a fan of the show since it premiered. Um, I ordered BritBox <clears throat> to start watching the Sharp series of, of, of movies that I'd heard so much about to actually see Sean Bean not die. And um, I got to about season four, and I'm like, wow – these are really corny, but I've watched like thirty <laughs> hours of it already and I've got another thirty hours of this stuff to go. So I know I've gotta go back and continue watching the Sharp series because I've committed to watching the Sharp series, but oh boy did like it's the same story every movie. It's worse than Harry Potter. Everybody yeah. loves Harry Potter, everybody hates Harry Potter, everybody loves Harry Potter the end. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> like I <laughs> And, and i'm sorry for all the Harry Potter fans they're not well written um it's it's the same recycled plot movie after movie after movie
1: yeah. but I, I never read them i i just right. missed miss that boat
0: <laughs> i just watch the movies like my, my kids have them on a lot but hmm. uh no i like anime uh the the storytelling the scripts of it are pretty cool i mean some of it's really dopey and you know misogynistic and and just ridiculous. I've been gearing towards what they call the slice of life animes, which are basically animated soap operas. <laughs> um, so I'm like heavily invested in a few animated soap operas, uh, which is. Are live. you
1: watching the swimming one? I forget what the hell it's called.
0: I don't watch. Well, I can't say I don't watch the sports one. I watch actually a lot. I there's one there. I can't remember any of the names of these. There's one about. Uh, a sport where they recite poetry so it's like a memory game of of hitting cards away hmm. when they read a poem and you've got a you know uh, I watched one about a kid who was a chess guy a competitive chess player and it's all soap opera it's all like you know his parents died and he's living with this other family who are chess masters and he overshadows the kids so everybody hates him and Oh, it's just ridiculous. But they're, they're, they're soap operas. Um, yeah. And again, it, they're not badly written soap operas, but they're animated soap operas for adults. So I've been watching a lot of those. Um,
1: yeah, we, we started watching um, Attack on Titan over again. I watched all the first season. And I got then, to
0: season two, and then I overheard my daughter watching season three. I'm like, is this as stupid as it sounds? And she said, <laughs> yeah. And then... By then, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I think I'm good. Yeah. And Sword Art Online, same thing. Um, I watched the first, I think, two seasons. And then I overheard her watching the third season. I'm like, this doesn't sound great. She's like, it's not. And then she watched mm-hmm. the whole season after that and was like, oh, God, this is bad. And now the next season has just started and she's not even watching it. Um It's hard to keep those going. I watched 81 episodes of – damn, what is it called? The High School for Superheroes. What is that? Uh, My Hero hero Academia. I literally watched 81 – like a season was about to start. And I said, you know, I'm going to catch up so I can watch the new season with you. And my daughter goes, you're going to have to watch like 54 episodes in a week. (laughs) And thank you, COVID nineteen. <laughs> I have the no life, and I was able to watch like catch up on everything until and before the new season. That's a great show if you if you want to watch something.
1: And they're and they're typically well, at least the um, so we watch Parasite, we watch Attack. Parasite's Attack. great. Yeah, they're they're only like twenty ish minutes, so like you could kill a lot of episodes in a, right, a pretty right. quick amount of time,
0: especially if you skip the credits in the opening.
1: Yeah, we you're do. Just
0: yeah, the carrots good. in the opening, you're you're cutting five, five you know, five <laughs> minutes off of a twenty three minute episode.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've been doing I've been I almost don't even watch T V in English anymore because everything on Netflix is all it's it's all foreign stuff. And I'm like, this is great. And you really have to be engaged with what's going on because you're you're watching it and you're reading it and you're trying to figure out who's who and what's going on and
0: the the only time I watch anything that doesn't have uh, a subtitle is when one of my asshole cats decides to be pissy and lay in front of my TV. Uh, so he, the, the cat will block the subtitles at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, oh, crap, I gotta watch regular TV.
1: Well, it's funny, too. Like We started watching, when we were still watching um, uh, the zombie thing, the fuck's it called? On AMC. Walking Dead.
0: Uh, oh, Walking Dead. Uh, because sometimes they get real low yeah
1: like you know the sound was never like super consistent or like somebody would mumble something but it would come up on the bottom and you're like oh fuck i would have never like i would have never got that just watching it so i started watching that with subtitles on all the time because you'd get so much extra out of the show where they'd show the name you're like who the fuck is that and they're like oh this is you know toby or whatever like Oh, isn't he the guy from you know you just make those connections when you see right. it So yeah, but yeah with with dump and hulu I lost a I lost AMC. I watched all the way up through last season. I'm a Daryl guy so like he's still there. I'm still watching but now it's now it's gone <laughs> Right. and that's fine it 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 got bad after a while. I mean, how, yeah.
0: how many seasons did you get?
1: I I watched up to last season, through, okay. through last season. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I bailed a few years ago.
1: Yeah, so did my um, kid.
0: Yeah. When 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 Negan went two seasons, yeah. I was like, yeah, this whole I'm kind of done. When it, when you know the whole joke. Are there going to be any dinosaurs on your dinosaur te- tour? <laughs> um, are there going to be any zombies in your zombie apocalypse show, or is it just going to be douchebags killing each other? over melons. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um the the melon wars, I, I yeah, I didn't sign up for this. I was <laughs> watching a zombie show. We're gonna fight over produce now. Yeah, I'm done. I uh, yeah. Thank like, you, no know thanks. The thing
1: though, right? Like as as the world gets smaller and or bigger, you know, as food gets you know more like that's that's the element of it really. I mean, you know, like the, the zombies are cold and pop their eyes out or whatever, but like that that human element is really sort of like the driving factor though.
0: Yeah. But I know people suck. I don't need, I I don't watch, (laughs) I don't watch the walking dead to see how much people suck. If I start to have any faith in humanity and I want to remind myself that people suck, I'll watch the news.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Totally fair. (laughs) Shit. Well, whatever. It's, it's, it's all, uh, I mean, now it's just, it's such a part of the zeitgeist now. Right. With all and that, you know, that's been hot for, you know, not, not just The Walking Dead, but, you know, zombie stuff for so long now. And it's like, oh, is it played out? And then something new will come out and people are like, oh, man, that's that's so cool. Or like they did this thing that was a little bit different or whatever, like iZombie, which I don't know if it was any good. I didn't watch it, but um, you, you're still seeing permutations of, of that, Zombie story, I know. Trains of the amazing, amazing.
0: I I, like I'm really play. looking forward to seeing the sequel Peninsula. I hope it holds up. I,
1: it seems weird that they would do a sequel because it was such a concise.
0: Well, it made a lot of money.
1: <laughs> I know that's what scares me,
0: and, right? And, it, like, and people really liked it. Uh, so, yeah, I can see making a sequel.
1: <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs>
0: Sometimes you get aliens. It's not always matrix reloaded. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, there's an empire strikes back or a wrath of Khan. You know, they're not always doomed. You know, sometimes you can build.
1: And it's funny. So like the first season of kingdom, I love the second season without spoiling anything. I don't think I really kind of felt like they jumped the shark. Did at the end because you you establish, at the
0: end, yes? They're they're started they're they're starting, they're foreshadowing season three, and okay they're going to change the way the show is going, yeah? Like, um, they now they have a super villain, and well, I'm but like, that's
1: the thing, right? Like, we establish the rules of the world, and then we immediately change the rules three episodes later. And I'm like,
0: "Ah, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I can see why authors would want to expand on their mythology, but usually what they end up doing is just pissing in the lemonade that they've mastered, you know? Yeah. What are you going to do?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll check it out. I mean, I'm I'm not going to not watch it,
0: but right. Right.
1: I'll, I'll be quick to pull the, the trigger yeah yeah
0: you'll give it three episodes
1: if if. If,
0: <laughs> if if it's a real stinker too you know
1: yeah i guess we'll have to see well and you know so so with you know cons being canceled and all that kind of stuff you said sales are good and things are kind of like going fairly well so that's that's good um, yeah but looking ahead To next year. Next year would have been a Necronomicon year.
0: It's God willing, it will still be a Necronomicon year.
1: I don't know. Like I'm.
0: Don't say that. Do not say. Don't even think it. There will be a 2021 Necronomicon, and it will be the best one ever.
1: I believe in you. (laughs) Yeah, it's had me kind of worried. I'm,
0: I'm already talking to those folks. Are you? Yeah. yeah, they're already planning.
1: I mean, you have to. I mean, you, you right, have to be planning that.
0: It's a huge con. It's you know, it's cosmic horror palooza.
1: Yeah, yeah, you and know, it's, and our, it's a, our Woodstock. It's it's the fire water thing too. So you have a lot right. of people coming from outside of town. So planning for for this year coming up is even more important.
0: Right, right.
1: So, so you have that that much of a that much more influx into the town.
0: I mean, I I have faith in our pharmaceutical not in their morals, but in their science. Um, I think that there will be a cure or at least a vaccine or effective treatments um, by then. You know, everybody's saying so. early 2021. So I can't imagine a year from now, we don't have this nut cracked. Yeah. Um, hopefully if we get effective leadership in place, we'll be able to get masks on people lock this country down and solve the problem in two months. Yeah. And for those of you who say that's impossible, let's talk about New Zealand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, and Australia was doing really good too. And then I just saw that they've had a big spike and they just locked everything down again, declared state of emergency. And right.
0: Um, I don't, I don't care how long this country needs to be locked down so long as Necronomicon 2021 happens. (laughs) Uh, I don't don't care how many people get the shit slapped out of them in Kmart for not wearing a mask. I don't care. Um, Wear a mask. Stay the F home. I've already given up on Halloween.
1: And for those of you
0: who didn't realize, Halloween was on daylight savings on a Saturday. We could have had a Saturday Halloween with an extra hour
1: they fucked it all up
0: <laughs> and it's not happening you know yeah. who, who's going to be given? who's going to be answering the door for jeremy kids looking for candy not yeah. me and that's horrible i love halloween and yeah, i'm terrified to like have trick-or-treaters
1: you know yeah. i have a
0: i have a mother-in-law who's in her mid-70s i can't risk anything getting into this house
1: well, not only that, the the, ki- the the parents who are taking their kids out, do you want your little kids touching something that someone else touched? Over and, then and over the- and over yeah, and over, yeah.
0: house by house by house by house. You're rolling that dice. Yeah. And if and if you've played XCOM, <laughs> <laughs> you know that that, you know, 98, you know, well, you know, on an yeah. 80% chance of success, <laughs> you will get that 98. Yeah, if if yeah, I, if Call of Cthulhu has taught us anything, <laughs> <laughs> is that that ninety six to one hundred roll does come out.
1: Yeah, well, and, and I wonder, I, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, everybody talks about the new normal or whatever, but you know, I, I wonder then, you know, when we're at necro, if we don't see, you know, a quarter of the people with masks on, you know, um, I,
0: I, I can't, I'm not going to imagine Necronomicon like it is now. I have to have faith that by then, we will be in a better place. Yeah. I, I have to believe that. It, it's not that hard. You know, it's not. Um, if, if people should just pull it together. And if I, I believe that, you know, if we had effective leadership, we would have beaten this by now. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't be the stock of the world. You know, we wouldn't be plague zone planet Earth that we're not allowed to travel to every other country on the planet.
1: Um, Yeah. Well, you know, when your kid says it's okay, it's going to kill people in in states that we don't care about. I mean,
0: (laughs) oh, we're going there, huh?
1: (laughs) Look, like, I'm just on drive by. I'm just I'm drop as, throwing as,
0: as a New Yorker. Just keep <laughs> just yeah, those those kerosene soaked rags just throw them at the bonfire <laughs> that is my anger. Oh, we don't have to do anything. It's all the dirty liberals in New York. Yeah. And I want to say who's laughing now, but I'm I'm crying. I'm crying for everybody who's sick and dying and losing people you know and and it doesn't matter what state you're in it doesn't matter your politics you're a human being and you deserve better than this yeah period sure you know
1: yep yeah i mean it should be uh it should be a no-brainer but people got a people i guess yeah
0: yeah
1: unfortunately
0: and you know and people suck so yeah. Walking Dead is it's that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if nothing else,
0: <laughs> if nothing else, if nothing else.
1: All right. Well, so are are you uh, are you getting a chance to play anything? I know we we mentioned I, briefly I, 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 off.
0: Yes. Um, I I traditionally try to get into an online game about once a year, and I I, I find it it's about as successful as as grabbing a hot pot. Um, I just drop it. And I'm smart enough not to try and grab a hot pot for another year Um, for whatever reason, you know, if it be it technology, because I'm about as technical as a brick through a window, be it time zone differences that I've got to be up at the crack of dawn or up late at night, um, be it scheduling that we play once and it's great. And then it takes, you know, nine weeks to get the second session Um, for whatever reason, it never seems to work out. So I wanted to get into a game that was completely unrelated to what I do for work. So nothing horror related, certainly nothing Call of Cthulhu related, nothing where I would be known as, as Oscar Rios from Golden Goblin Press. Uh, I would just be Joe Schmo player from Queens, New York, and there'd be no pressure on me to be smart or entertaining. You know, that's... To, to live up to my reputation. I could just be a douche playing a game with a bunch of other people online. So I found – I'm on a group, uh, uh, Star Frontiers uh, Alive and Well, Facebook group. And they were advertising a game, a drop-in game. And I was like, oh, man, Star Frontiers was totally my jam.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've been – on the site and people are posting stuff and they're talking about the games they're playing and, uh, linking to, there's like a mag, a star frontier fan magazine that's still going strong. Wow. Like, wow. I didn't realize that there was still a star frontierist community.
1: You know, I still get comments on the videos for the, the campaign that we that started. And aborted. That, yeah, yeah, we
0: tried. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Cause when I was going through my files, I like, uh, I found uh, some of those files uh, mm. yeah, and it was really sad. Uh, I was like, oh. But so I rolled up a character and I dropped into the game and it's mountain time zone. for So for me, it's 10 to like one in the morning. Um, so I tell my wife as I go up to this game, um, if everything goes well, you won't see me till tomorrow. <laughs> if, if this goes pear shaped, I'll be down in half an hour. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be in bed before 11. And if not, I'll see you tomorrow. And um, strangely enough, it was, I had a, a wonderful time. Um, we had uh, a bunch of people playing and there were all star frontiers fans. And there were technical issues, but it didn't matter because we were all kind of in our groove and, uh, you know, just, Being in that space again, it was like I was sixteen again, playing Call of playing Star Frontiers in the mid '80s. Um, and it was a lot of laughs, and uh, I'm really looking forward to the second session. You know, I've already upgraded my character with some points. Uh, They're using a alternate skill system from one of the one of the Star Frontier fan magazines, Hmm. so it's like I had to relearn. A new rule, like a slightly different skill system, right? But it was, you know, like falling off a, a rock to be back in that. Yes, I'm a big fan of Star Frontiers, but um, I think that it's I, it's issue eight or nine has the new skill system that this uh, game master is using. And we, you know, we had a really great time, and uh, I'm looking forward to playing it again. And you know, so yeah, I'm playing Star Frontiers again, and what was and so after that, the next day I went and I reordered the the two rule books that, yeah, I've got them. I've got multiple copies of the old rule books, but, you know, they're 30 years old, yeah. um, 80s, 90s thousand you know maybe more than 30 years old and they look at these are not books that were sitting on a shelf in plastic these are books i was leafing through constantly spilling Mm. spilling cream soda on you know with cheeto stains you know these were much loved books um so i ordered a hardcover brand new copy of the star frontiers rules oh nice and i'm like wow they actually have this So I went on drive-thru and I ordered the two rule books. So I have crisp brand-new copies of games that were out like 30 years ago. (laughs) One in hardcover, no less. Uh, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to treat myself. And what was great is that uh, we sell stuff on drive-thru. So I I have a bunch of store credit just hanging there. (laughs) So I went in, I'm like, you mean I can get these and not spend, you know, and, and just use the account. I'm like, all right, this is a company expense. I don't know how I'm going to justify it, but it's a company expense. And I, so I, it's research. I'll, I'll, you know, salary. It's part of my salary. I don't, you know, so ordered them and they came today and games tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, cool. I better take a nap in the middle of the afternoon because I'm old and it's hard to stay up past midnight.
1: Fuck, I tell you.
0: Uh, but, but I'm going to do it for Star Frontiers. Oh, I'm staying up. Did,
1: so, so Max, is, is it, was it an original scenario or one of the older adventures?
0: No, he. it was a guy had had drawn maps and has his own <laughs> plot. Nice. And um, it's a really, it's, you know, basic starting Call of Cthulhu. We're trying to find someone who's been kidnapped. We're trying to rescue, find out. We're, we're doing Taken, basically. We're the guys, you know. He said, we, "I will find you and I will kill you." No, it's like, I will hire people to find you. <laughs> we're the guys who were hired to find her, and and bring her home. So, nice. Um, Wait, you, yeah,
1: we, did, we,
0: we did a bunch of zero dark thirty stuff. Um, <laughs> there like, you go. The quote of the game, I'm happy to say, was mine. I had everybody cracking up. I'm like, we're two hours and 44 minutes into the game, and we are officially terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you've played Star Frontiers, you know, it usually doesn't take that long.
1: Right. <laughs> well, you're talking about, you know, joking around being old. Um, you know, a lot of my games, two of my campaigns are on Sundays. So my work week starts on Sunday, so I'm up at like 4.30. So, you know, if I have a game that night and then some nights, like last night I was up till 11, like it just fucks the whole week up because like it just throws everything off kilter. I try to get to bed at like 9.30 on a good night. You know, so you're up till 11, 11.30. Sometimes I'm up till midnight. Like, And if that's your first, second day of the week, like it's just a mess. (laughs) It's just a
0: mess after that. To answer Max's characters, <clears throat> I am playing a Vrusk. In the new skill system, you pick three professions. My primary profession is agent with a backup in science where I took medicine and a backup in military which I took PGS, which is projectile gyrojets, uh, sprayer weapons, um, and my a Vrusk is an insect race. And my name is, um, what is it, uh, Tick. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm having a good time. And since I picked agent, and everybody else was a lot of other players, kind of prick you know picked military types, so I'm the guy on the roof directing the attack. <laughs> so I got through the whole first sec- section without being shot at once. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never fired my weapon. I was never fired at. Um, I'm I'm the guy with the binoculars, kind of like deploying the team. Um, and they put more points in the weapons than me, so it worked out. Uh, so I got to be like the uh, the intelligence guy um, for the SEAL team, I guess yeah. you would say.
1: Yeah, everybody, now, I'm that. totally
0: okay with that. I mean, not everybody wants to. Not everybody. there you know, you don't need that many Navy SEALs. You do need some intelligence guys. Uh, right. You know, shaking down. You know, checking down information.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to know who you're going to shoot. <laughs>
0: Right. I think the first thing I did is, can I roll to see if we can trust the cops in this town? And I rolled and it turned out, no, no, we could not trust <laughs> the cops. Like, OK, God, uh, before we even landed in this town, I'm like, all right, guys, we can because like, one of the reasons that we were hired was the police weren't having much success finding her. And I'm like, I wonder why that is. And I just went on my computer, rolled my intelligence detective, and I'm like, yeah, guys, we're we're do not expect any help from the police. Do not share information. It will be leaked somehow. We are on our own. So, like, well, that's good to know. And I'm like, yeah, well, I guess that's why they have a new intel. This is a new profession, uh, agent. So, Hmm. um, so yeah, I it was ridiculous how quickly i slipped back into the groove you know yeah and i could just be a player you know this isn't cosmic horror this isn't my jam i'm just i'm just one more guy in the supermarket it was great
1: that's cool well hopefully you get the you know nice little campaign out of this then
0: <sighs> I, i'm we'll see i don't want to hope for too much i'm gonna go into every <laughs> section with you know Limited expectations and allow myself to be happy. I think expectations yeah. are how you set yourself up for disappointment.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: But I'm I'm loving the – I love the first session. Really looking forward to tomorrow. It's a great way to shut off that whole part of my brain.
1: Right. Right, because it, it's a whole different thing.
0: Right, right. Because, I mean, even with Call of Cthulhu, when I'm running it, I'm working. You know, because right. if I'm running a game, it's a play test. You know, it's so even when I'm doing what I love, it still work.
1: Right, right.
0: I'm not going to be publishing a Star Frontiers campaign. You
1: know, <laughs> um,
0: I don't even want to run the game. I just want to show up to play with my, you know, with my stupid character.
1: Right, that's cool. Well, you need. I mean, it, it's it's a good, you know, flush because you're always involved in the minutiae or the playtesting or running, you know, world building things. Designing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's nice to be able to have that. And like, I guess that's the problem of the, you know, the forever GM
0: and, and always and, a bridesmaid, never a bride.
1: Yeah. And, and designer on top of it. So it's not even like, Oh yeah, I've been, we've been playing since Redbox and, you know, or we've been playing since, you know, uh, first edition, you know, call of Cthulhu or whatever. And like, yeah, I just like to run you know, you've got the double whammy of like, yes, I'm also creating. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like, I, I, I'm kind of hoping those guys don't, you know, realize that, you know, I'm, I'm in the gaming industry. I, I, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not, they're like, Oh, you've got a Kickstarter out. What's it all about? And I'm like, hesitant to tell them. Cause I just, you know, I just want, I'm enjoying the anonymity of just being a player, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: And then I'm sorry. I really, if that sounds like a douche thing to say, I'm really sorry because I, I, I don't want to sound like, oh, I'm, you know, the Hollywood starlet what wearing her glasses. It's just, it's hard to be on all the time.
1: Right, yeah. right. Well, it's nice to be able to get that break and just be able to <clears throat> sit back and then enjoy that as a player and like right. go through that experience because you don't get to do that but a couple of times a year maybe.
0: Right. Oh, I, no. Even Call of Cthulhu, I almost never get to play.
1: Yeah. Did we get you in a scenario or no? I know you've run a bunch of stuff for us. I'm, I'm trying to remember if you.
0: I, I know I've played once, but that was not with you guys. Hmm. Um. No, I don't think. I don't think I've ever gotten And again, I never have time. Um, yeah, yeah. the fact that this is 10 to two in the morning for me on a Wednesday,
1: Oof.
0: I'm like, you know, there's nothing going on then. I'm not having a <laughs> meeting. Um, I'm just going to be up. I'm going to be giving up sleep to play. So I'm sure I, if I want to do that, I can fit it into my schedule. You know, right? right. I would not usually be up writing or editing. Uh, I'd usually be asleep. And uh, if it was a Saturday, no way. Cause that's, you know, I have a family. Right, right.
1: Well, my, my buddy Kevin, he plays in uh, our Rogue Trader game, and he plays on um, the Monster Hunt podcast, which is the other podcast that I'm on. Um And he's in the UK. So, like, when we start at 9 o'clock or 9.30, it's, like, 2.30 yeah. or 3 o'clock in the morning. So, like, he's up in the middle of the night. And he's like, yeah, it's cool. Like, everybody's sleeping. So, like, I want to do it. And, like, it's not hurting anybody because they're sleeping.
0: Right. Right.
1: So that's like, that's commitment.
0: <laughs> well, Also, it's, it's, it's guilt free time. <laughs> you know, if you've got a family, if you've got a job, if you've got responsibilities, you know, to have some time that you don't have to be guilty, that you're not taking away from anything else. Right. It's not bad. It's, it's, it, it, it I can see how it's worth it. You
1: know, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
0: As insane as that sounds to be up late just so you can do something that, you know, in all honest, for me, in my case anyway, for all honesty, is pretty dopey. Um, you know. It
1: is, it, but it isn't though, right? Because it like as gamers, like it's it speaks to your to your soul so much, as stupid as that sounds, I guess, but like it it's such a part of who we are to be able to to get in and experience that and you know, sort of take on this other persona and like, you know, maybe work through like, you know, in our day trippers game, like, you know, the character I play Jack Nash is like me to the nth degree, like so hard. And it, and it's like, you get to work through stuff while you're playing. Like it, it's almost like a form of therapy. So like, you know, even to be up in the middle of the night, like, you know, you know, it's, oh, it fucks up the whole week. I wouldn't give it up for, for anything. I right. mean, it's, it's just amazing to be able to get that. And like, even today after our game session, we were texting each other in character because I'm like, hey, I have a question for you. And he's like texting me back in character. So I'm texting him back in character. And like, it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's so well, you're, good.
0: You're preaching to the choir. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I feel exactly the same way.
1: Absolutely. All I right. mean,
0: well, this will be the first time I'm playing the same character twice. um in 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 quite a while yeah a couple of years i think and even the last time i played a character over multiple sessions was call of cthulhu so
1: Mm -hmm. no easy task that
0: (laughs) (laughs) no um so yeah it's 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 i'm having a good time
1: cool very cool i'm 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 glad you get to play because it's uh
0: yeah, yeah I, 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 really I really should have not. I should have worked harder to find a game. You know, I, I, you forget how important it is to enjoy what you do, and mm-hmm. especially when you're doing it as work. You know, right. um, it's easy to get lost in the spiral of working and, you know, doing something that's completely non work related, uh, especially something I loved so dearly for so many, for such a long period of my life. You know, it, it's it's a nice, it's a nice little escape. I, mm-hmm. I am enjoying my my Wednesday nights.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah, Le- and it, leading into Thursday morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's tough too when you when you join a group where you don't know people. Like have, like you know like like you said, I I could be back in a half an hour, or I'll see you tomorrow morning. You know when right. I get up. And, and and it's hard to find like gamers are cool generally speaking, but like you may just fall in with a group that they have a different play style or like you know maybe you know somebody's got a weird whatever that they're like ah, I don't know if that's gonna you know if it's gonna work for me, or like you know their interpretation of rules, or you know there could be any little thing that's like wow that really I I don't want to I don't want right, to do that right. you know, and, and oh, it's hard because oh, when you play with when you play with people that you know. There's there's such a high degree of of trust and and comfortability. I don't think that's really a word, but um, that, that you can really familiarity, you know, yeah. That you can express yourself in a way that is maybe not as easy. Like, even but also, there's So there, you know, you
0: you 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 know each other so well. You know, there it, it it it's it's when it works, it's fun to play with people that you don't know so well, you know, because you, you don't know what these people are going to do.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. So there's
0: an element of, of enjoyable chaos that for a game like Star Frontiers, where it's, you know, gunslingers and, you know, laser gunslingers and spaceships and, <laughs> and, and, and grenades, <laughs> you know, in a game like Call of Cthulhu, where you've got 11 hit points and every gun can kill you, you don't want that chaotic guy at the table.
1: <laughs> That'd be Murph.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but so I, it depends on the game. Um, if I was going into a Call of Cthulhu tournament, yes, I would want to handpick my, my players. But if I was going into a Star Frontiers tournament, I would just, if, if, if you played back in the day and you love it, Sure, and it will all work out somehow, you know. Right, right. <laughs> and so it it depends on the game. And again, it's since it's it's a pulpy game with a survivable combat system. Um, it it's more of it's way less stressful. You can just right. Wing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess my thought is more of like a yeah Cthulhu or a D and D or something like that, where you know if you get one guy, it's like all right. I guess we kill everybody, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and D&D, D&D, there, there's, there, You can have one bad player destroy the entire party. You know, yeah. I yeah. mean, we've all seen that with Leroy Jenkins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and it, it's yeah. Eh, I guess it is what it is.
0: Right, right.
1: I Mits mean, you, you jump around and you find a, a, a group that you can play with and you know good people and man, you'll you'll <laughs> never have better friends.
0: I was really worried because I, I read on the message board. He was like, hey, "I'm trying to run it," and like nobody showed up last week. And I'm like, if I'm staying up till ten o'clock <laughs> and nobody shows up, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, um, and like nine people showed up. We had like it was like <laughs> it was like a bus worth of Call of Cthulhu players. And he's like, "Oh, this is the most we've ever had." I'm like, "Yes." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I was happy.
1: Cool, very cool. All right, well, we should probably uh, get into rolling wrapping this up. Sure thing. Um, I have obviously have links and all the for the all the stuff that you have going on, but if you want to throw out uh, any last comments, uh, contact information, all that kind of stuff.
0: Um, you know, our Kickstarter is growing up overnight. It's running till August thirtieth. Um, we. The projects are going to be really easy to deliver. One is done. We hope to have them into people's hands at least digitally by uh, Halloween. Uh, if you, you know, check out the Kickstarter page. If you're interested in joining the campaign, we'd love to have you.
1: Yeah, it's not a huge buy-in for uh, for a couple of books of uh, you know decent size. Um, you know, shipping's not terrible here for for the states anyway. I guess. Right. Anywhere If you, but- you want to
0: upgrade to kick to hardcover, you can. If you want to kick catch up on any of our previous fiction, you can just add it on, and you'll be you'll be able to fill it out on the backer kit uh, add-ons after. So yeah, you know we're we know how to do this a little bit better than we did in 2017. So we're hoping for a lot more success.
1: Cool. And then when we have Necronomicon in uh, 2021, fingers crossed. You can bring your books and get them signed.
0: Yes, you know, I will be there. I the will be there. I will be there. I will be signing books. I will be shaking hands. I will be, well, maybe not shaking hands. <laughs> 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 I will be there.
1: Fist bumping, um, maybe if, if, elbow if, bumping.
0: If the if the con is happening, I will be there.
1: Yeah, uh, Well, I'll definitely be there too. That. That's the one that I really look forward to when it when it's a, a thing that's a no brainer to be there. And
0: we are going back to that tiki bar and we are ordering that giant bowl. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, it's horrible because Necronomicon can be a week long and I still wouldn't be able to do and see everything I, everyone I want to do and see. Um, Yeah. It's, it's terrible because there's so many great things happening all at once. And you really have to pick and choose and sit in a tiki bar with a bunch of great guys laughing our ass off, getting bombed I would, and then karaoke. Forget about it. Read the cat uh, fiction. The cat fiction book is great. <laughs> you, you know, you can add that on uh, tales of terror with an eye. <laughs> <Damn>. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I don't do so I do the pirate chanty because you're singing in a group the, the um oh, karaoke can, is not my thing.
0: <laughs> oh the, the karaoke party, the Cthulhu karaoke party has become epic. I mean there,
1: I have to there, come there, and learn.
0: there are videos of it all over the internet. I mean everybody filmed yeah. it to embarrass each other and ourselves. And, <laughs> um I, I wouldn't miss that for the world. That's one of my favorite things about the con.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: as stupid as that is, but
1: (laughs) well, because it's it's just you you know you get out and you have a good time and you just dick around and
0: blow off some steam with people you never get to see from all over the not only country the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep, for sure. Yeah, it's it's I I love that one so much. It's just it's such a great and everybody's so good. You know, like you just bump it and be like, oh, hey, hey. Like, how are you doing? Oh, my God. You,
0: you can't throw like- a dead cat in, in that town during Necronomicon without hitting somebody who's either an author or an artist or a sculptor or a podcaster or makes really cool T-shirts or makes really cool films. Yeah. I mean literally – we're at, we're like you it literally you, you walk past a restaurant you look in you see nine industry guys and they're like hey come in get a drink order a sandwich and you're like okay sure and they you know, like my company had a, a Christmas a early Christmas party because we never get together and on the other side of the room there's nine guys from Chaosium walking in and I'm like hey let's send them wings because we have class you know and it's like hey guys and you know. Uh, we basically take over that that beautiful little city and it is it is a beautiful little city
1: yeah it's it's fun just to go walking around all through you know the old part of town and i still haven't been to the grave believe it or not
0: yeah me neither
1: every year it's like oh we got to go do that and like you say there's so many things and you're picking and choosing you run into people like maybe you were going to do a thing but Oh, shit, you're having a beer? Yeah, I'll come in. I'll have a beer or whatever. And then we've you done, forget we've, what you're doing. We've gone to the
0: art show a couple times. Like We've mm-hmm. gone to the galleries and saw some of the the, the macabre art uh, displays, which are fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this, it's impossible to do everything you want to do. Yeah. Especially yeah, that, like, if you're like me and you're working.
1: Yeah. I don't – well. I mean I work but kinda not really. I record a lot, a lot of stuff.
0: <laughs> Dude, you're working. That's what you do. Yeah. That's what you're doing I, now. Would you look at yourself, man? <laughs>
1: I know. Don't sell
0: yourself short.
1: Yeah, but it, it it's fun. I'm 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 looking forward to it. hopefully hopefully that happens. Cause yes. guess, like this is cool, like we get to hang out and chat, like you know, we've been on fuck we're pushing two and a half hours now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but to sit and just like have a beer or a shot and, like just right. it, it's a whole different
0: and I'm a fun <laughs> drunk. I'm an I love you man kind of drunk. I'm not annoying at well, I'm a little annoying, but you know, it's like I'm not one of those angry drunks, you know. Yeah. I might I'm I'm gonna hug you before I punch you. You know, <laughs> I'm that kind of a drunk. So
1: <sighs> Well, I look forward to it.
0: <laughs> I do, I do too.
1: Cool. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for uh, for stopping in. Stop. Uh, uh, thank Max for, for coming by. Uh, he's always here when you're here. I, one of these days, we're going to have to have him on while you're on. <laughs> Thanks,
0: Max. Thank um, you for your support.
1: Yep, yep. He's like super backer for Golden Goblin, so that's awesome, too. Um, we do have our coffee for sale. I just actually put in an order... Over the weekend, I guess. So hopefully that'll be coming soon-ish. Uh, that's Birds of a Feather Coffee Company. You can get the legendary brew at tinyurl.com forward slash legendarybrew or click the link in the show notes. Uh, it's an awesome medium roast coffee. It's a easy drinking, everyday kind of coffee. A little bit of the money comes back to the show, and we appreciate that. Uh, the other, not flavors, but the other blends are also... Fantastic. Uh, I can't speak to the decaf because
0: I don't I, I can. I'm on decaf now. Um, I've ordered the decaf, and I really need to reorder the decaf because I ran out. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you've got to drink decaf because your doctor doesn't like your blood pressure, <laughs> then, then, you know, it, you could do a lot worse than Birds of a Feather. Yeah,
1: it, it's fantastic, and, it, and it's all roasted to order. It's not sitting around. I mean, Neil gets really great beans. I, if it was earlier this year, it was late last year. I know we joked around about it. He literally got a ton. He got two thousand pounds of beans. Support coming. small business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, you know, it, again, yeah, you small, you support small business, and it's good. It's it's fresh. Uh, you know, if you get the whole bean, you know, grind it yourself, like you just. I, I guarantee that products. guy is not
0: getting a, a check from the government because of COVID, you know, yeah, for sure. he, he, he needs your business and you're drinking yeah. coffee anyway. Starbucks yeah. does not need your money. He does. And it's,
1: and it's not good anyway.
0: <laughs> right. I'm just saying, if you've got to order some coffee, you know, support a, a little guy who's doing his best with passion.
1: Yep, if you use the code Legends ten, you're gonna get ten percent off your order on any of the the coffee blends that uh, Bird sells, and shipping is always free. So it's and almost it, they're, like you're they're, giving it they're
0: away. super well packaged too. Yep, I mean, it, it comes in like a foil with a, a Ziploc thing that you can reseal everything.
1: Yeah, you and got really nice bags.
0: Yeah, I was very impressed. I'm very impressed all the time, but yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I always order two at a time because you could fit two in the mailer, and it's just it's cheaper for him, right? Because you, you just slam right, two right. in there at the same price, um, and you're going to drink it anyway. So, like, <laughs> let's and just it's do
0: it's, it. it's in a you know vacuum zip thing. It's not going to go bad.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I drink enough It doesn't last that long.
0: <laughs> but uh,
1: yeah, we also have our Patreon up, so if you feel like uh, throwing a couple of shekels at the show, that's fantastic. Uh, don't feel obligated, nothing's you know, behind a paywall, everything's you know coming out. there's no uh, uh, you know hiding anything. We do do a, a post show that's uh, more of a patreon exclusive. I started releasing all the outtakes on there as well. We used to throw them after the uh, end show bumper. so like some of that stuff is now kind of more exclusively there. but you're gonna get the games, you're gonna get the interviews, you're gonna get all of the stuff anyway. If you feel so inclined, that's fantastic. Uh, if you don't want to do that, ratings, reviews on iTunes or whatever your podcatcher of choices is immensely helpful. Maybe even more helpful just to get more people listening to the show and getting some eyes on it. So uh, that's an easy one. You can do that one for free and we appreciate it. So thanks everybody for checking it out and we'll catch you next time. Later.